Blog Talk Radio. today and then they're like no 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 yeah with this resident yeah. like granted hold on, let me before I before we go any further Angel what the allegations against the four members of the Redskins organization are hi- atrocious and hideous that should never happen nobody should be subjected to that but when you are promised anal and you don't even get a hand job, fuck it. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, I guess that's that's one way of looking at it. The, the way you heard this all day today and what you saw come out and if you at one point today tweet twitter searched daniel snyder holy shit were you like this is going to be like the greatest scandal in sports since oh i don't know what i started the show with like this would have rivaled in in, in coverage wise Right, like a news story wise, not in what happened wise. This would have been the biggest scandal in sports since the one that started November ninth, two thousand eleven. In fa- in State College, Pennsylvania. This, but, uh, in terms of coverage, this was Jerry Sandusky all fucking over again. And what did we get? Big old fucking nothing burger. In terms of what we thought we were getting. Not with what happened. Because what would happen was disgusting. 120%. Um, like, like, you can't put it to words. Yeah. I, I actually horrible. spent the... I spent the dollar on WashingtonPost.com to read this article, and I go, I want my money back. 
Boy, so where do we pick up with this? Ron Rivera um, riding in on his white horse. I, so apparently, apparently he's the moral police because he's the one that that was pushing for the name change. Now he, you know, he 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 said that he's the biggest thing uh, that he was brought in to uh, clean this up to change the culture. You know, so. I, I will tell oh. you this, in, in this conversation, and I spoke to someone who knows Ron Rivera very well, who's a friend of this network, and who's a friend of mine, and in turn has become a friend of mine. And I said to this person this morning, does he know what he's gotten himself into? If what the allegations the internet is saying is true... He's got to get the fuck out of there. Because he's got wives and girls. Yep. He still has to get the fuck out of there because he has wives and and daughters. Like, I get it. It would suck if Ron Rivera left there. He's got to get the fuck out. Like, he's got to look at Daniel Snyder and go, you're not paying me enough for this bullshit. This is bullshit. You didn't pay me enough for this. You didn't tell me this was coming. But did did Snyder know this was coming? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I think Snyder, Craig Woody's son, I think Snyder saw the Washington Post today and goes, whew. It's not that bad. No, no. You know, it's funny, like, you know, you wonder how much this actually goes on in, you know, sports today. How much does this actually happen in NFL uh, teams? Yeah, you, know, you kind of had something like this with uh, with the Knicks, right? With Anuka Smith and uh, Isaiah Thomas. You had you had this type of allegations. You had this, this, these types of. So it shouldn't be surprising to us that this happens in a sport that's male dominated. Yes. Um, it doesn't make any of this, you know, ap- you know, like I say, I'm totally against all the allegations here. I'm just saying, does it surprise me? No. Not at all. You know, it's funny. Like, I talked to a part. When I first saw the allegations and, like, the big-time allegations with the – Nude photos with the cheerleader stuff that was out there on the interwebs. If you want to read those allegations, they're on the internet. They're readily available. I reached out to an NFL cheerleader. And I said, can you believe this? And she says, yeah. She says, we've heard, she's like, I've heard this from girls that cheer there. But the person that runs it isn't strong enough to say, whoa, wait, what the fuck are we doing? They're not, as I was said, they're not Kelly and Judy. And Kelly and Judy are Kelly Finglass, uh, Kelly McGonagall Finglass, and Judy Trammell, who are the executive director and the court lead choreographer of the Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders, which if you watch the show on CMT, you know exactly who the fuck they are. Hey, girl. Um, 
kind of cool to know a NFL cheerleader. Um, Woo! <laughs> who's not cheer with multiple teams? So, but like, but like, even they, like she told me she goes, "I've heard this before." It's just it's sad. It's it's really scary. She says before she even got before this person got to Dallas to cheer for the Cowboys. And and it's documented on the show. There were stories of Friar Nation with players and they don't fucking take that shit lightly down there. Why? So you don't have this shit come. I've also realized watching way too much America's Funniest Home Videos and Ridiculousness that only white people do stupid shit. Hmm. So much to say, but I'm going to not say it. But no, in all seriousness, though, legitimately, <laughs> it's funny. You know, it's funny, like, you would think, you know, when you first uh, hit me up today, and he said uh, the whole thing about the skin. I started laughing. I'm like, ah, what, what, what is it now with, with the name change? <laughs> it has nothing to do with the name change. <laughs> yeah. I was actually, you know, seriously, the first time I, I actually heard about this, I actually was reading about after you and I spoke on the text, yeah. and I'm like, wow. And like I said, for me, it's not shocking or you know, unbelievable because, like I said, I think that this has been going on for as long as, you know, tale as old as time. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so it's like, why, you know, you would assume people would get their acts together. You know, you would assume people, if, if there's anything Jim Dolan has taught anybody in this world, it's, hey, maybe I should have fired Isaiah long ago. You know, and, yeah. you know, you you can't you can't come over here and claim ignorance. I didn't see it. Oh, I didn't know. I, I don't think. Look, I don't think this is like. I, I, I I've been on Twitter most of the day, right? Like just because I've, I've been looking at Twitter most of the day because I was sitting in a place where my computer was like legitimately in front of me because I was doing some stuff. And um. I, I was I was thinking all day today, and and I wanted to say that in the group that how long before Jen Sturger puts her fucking two cents in? She's too busy looking at she the, did already. Uh, she, but she's already weighed in on this. She goes, "You think this happens any? If this is isolated, like, and for the people to say, oh, he's got to go from this. Where's he gonna go? Who's gonna push him out?" You already got the four minority owners that want to sell their stake in the team. So that's 40% yeah. of the team right there. Okay, so, yeah, you're not you – I don't see Dan, Dan Snyder getting forced out. I think he made the right, the right smart move. He hired a guy like Rivera. 
you know, maybe maybe this is his plan all along. Because if you listen to what Rivera is saying, he says, I'm not going to allow this. Not going to happen under my watch. These are the words that he's saying. So it makes me feel like he's the one that's going to be running the football operations. You know, he has, you know, he has uh, the title coach, but I think it's more than just the coach. So, you know, I think he's the one that's going to be running the team going forward. So he has a good person to kind of hide, hide, hide behind, just like what Jim Dolan did when he hired Phil Jackson. Of course, that blew up in you know, Dolan's face because Jackson did nothing but stole money. But mm-hmm. it was the right play because he got somebody yeah. that's credible, that you know, has respect in the league, to be the face of the franchise. Mm-hmm. And I think he did the same thing here with Rivera. You know, so Rivera could be the one, the moral police going in front of this saying, hey, not going to happen. It happened before. Uh, what, the, whatever we call ourselves going forward, the Warriors, the Red Tails, the Red Potatoes, whatever it is going forward, we are not going to stand for this. You know, we are going to correct it. You know, we accept responsibility. We're moving forward. Yeah. Now here's like this is the thing they hired um, DC attorney Beth Wilkinson. All right, she is she is like Olivia Pope. She's like she is like who you call she's the in case of emergency break glass. And her their statement, the team statement said it can, it hired them to conduct a thorough independent review of this entire matter and to help the team set up new employee standards for the future. Now, mind you, I don't know when this statement was given, but this the third, these next three letters or these next three words show you how much they don't want to do something. The Washington Redskins football team takes issues of employee conduct seriously. So when would they when did he know about this? When did they hire this chick? Because Monday is when they said they're retiring a name and yet they're still using Washington Redskins. So that tells you that they don't give a fuck, and they're going to try to keep it. Oh, we're not going to name a team name. We're not going to call us the Washington football team for the year. All right, everything blew over. We're back there being the Redskins. Fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. And, and literally come out like Stone Cold. Just flipping birds everywhere. Fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. You're cool. Fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. This is what Daniels, this is what Snyder wants. Now, does Snyder have the cash to buy the additional 40%? Uh, does he still own – does he still own Six Flags? I don't know. He could leverage Six Flags against it. I don't know. You think I, – I bet you there's two different prices. There's a price if you want to buy it, and there's a price if that dickhead wants to buy it. You know, all these sports teams for sale. I wish I had like ten, you know, a hundred billion dollars in a pocket where I can get a small piece. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And honestly, uh, uh, let's kind of go on the name here. I don't think they should change the name. I'm sorry. Like, I, I hear so many things from Native Americans that say, hey, no, it's actually, you know, we're cool with it. And mm-hmm. you got the ones that aren't Native Americans, like Elizabeth Warren, saying that it's offensive. Yeah. It's like, come on. You know, I hate this whole cancel culture stuff. Yeah. You know, it, 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 what, the, the logo was designed by a Native American. Is that true, though, or like, is that like one of them Facebook things? I think uh, I actually read it, not on Facebook. On uh, I forgot who was the person that who designed it, but it was a Native American. Hold on. Because that's like I one of those things, up. like, I've seen it on Facebook 9,000 times, and now I'm at the point where I'm tired of fact-checking shit that I read on Facebook. Mind you, in 2014, he set up a fund to help out Native Americans, or as he calls them, the original Americans. It was designed by Native American Walter Blackie Wetzel. Huh, okay. From 1971. I'm sorry if I offended anybody for saying the word Blackie, but that was his name. All right, so ready for this. In 2005, uh, he bought 12% of the stock of amusement park operator Six Flags through a private equity company, Red Zone Capital. He later gained control of the board by placing his friend and ESPN executive Mark Shapiro as CEO and himself as chairman. In April... Uh, oh, Snyder lost his entire investment of six flags. Yeah, I don't know. He also owned Dick Cork Productions. I don't know what he's got financially anymore. <clears throat> he bought the team so, for eight hundred million. Um, so this this guy Wetzel, he was the president of the National Congress of American Indians in Washington D.C., and mm-hmm. he was the one that that was instrumental in the Redskins changing the logo from the R to the Native American. Yeah. Okay, uh, according to his son, Lance, the logo is not offensive, but rather invokes a sense of pride. They're saying his net worth is $2.6 billion. That's not going to be enough for 40%. For an NFL team, he, he, he's not going to be able to sink that capital into there. Yeah, but how, I didn't know half of that. But how much of that two point six billion is the Redskins? in already. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what the Redskins are worth, but I think that Forbes had them about five billion. 
And he owns 60% of the Redskins in the stadium. Right. What's he saying in the stadium? Which means he's not worth $2.6 billion. No. Which would mean he's probably worth... If he owns, let's just say this, he owns 60% of the team. Right? Yeah. So if he owns that, trying to see because there was a thing in here. He sold 15% of the team. Oh, he has 65% ownership. So 65% of 5 billion is 305, 310. So he's worth more than. I don't know how you figured it out because the team's only worth what it's worth. Well, the team's worth whatever somebody's going to pay you. Yeah. Okay, so I'm sorry I am wrong. The Washington Redskins, as of the number 14th most valuable uh, sports franchise in the world and the number five ranked in, in, in the NFL, valued at three, <laughs> I'm sorry, $3.1 billion, tied with the Chicago Cubs. Yeah. All right. So that two point six billion makes sense. He has other stuff going on elsewhere. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, He's, he owns a bunch of radio, but, television stations. Yeah. But listen, I'll tell you right now. It, you know, you kind of hit it on the head where, and you could tell that this person, like when he first came onto the scene, I felt him as a breath of you know, George Steinbrenner. And when yeah, he was about the whole Stone Cold saying F, "fuck you, fuck you, fuck you," yeah, you know, it just really hits that home. And he could be that type of guy to say, "Listen, you know what? Give me the extra thirty-five percent. I'm keeping the name. Fuck all you guys. I'm gonna do it on my own." And I wonder, would that work? Because you know, you got FedEx pressuring him, and I think it was Coke or Pepsi. I forgot the other company that was. Uh, the other corporate sponsor that I was pressuring on pretty hard. And I wonder, you know, what would be the repercussions? So if you lose FedEx, and the other thing that I kind of mentioned before, he was trying to leverage the, problem the is stadium. FedEx's owner is a 5%, owns 5% of the team. Maybe, you know, maybe he's one of the ones that's still going to get out. Yeah, but like, but like I said, is the the question is, yeah, there are two prices. If so, five percent of three point one billion is fifteen million. I went to Jersey City, man. My math isn't all that good. Oh no. Ten percent would be. I feel like this is like Willy Wonka shit. Ten um, percent would be. 
thirty million? No. Ten percent would be three hundred million. Right. One hundred and fifty million dollars. Charlie Bucket. During the can how many Wonka bars is open? Two. I can't do that. Let's say you did two we ate two hundred. Well, I guess here's the other thing. So if these allegations, let's say they end up coming out hard here, and you're Goodell, do you attempt to force them to sell? I.e. Daniel, I mean uh, Donald Sterling. It's a uh, 155 million. Because um, you have these allegations. No, because he because because these are allegations. This isn't Daniel Sterling where it's him on tape. This wasn't um, Richardson in Carolina. Where it was him on tape. Right. This is this is innuendo. Did he know? What did he do? Now this is where the libtards get into becoming the moral fucking police. Joe Paterno didn't do everything in that town. Nobody can fart without his permission. Well, we all knew that was bullshit because he went and wants the baseball stadium built there, and they built it anyway. So, really, this money talks and bullshit walks. This is what this is going to come down to. By the way, there are players in the NWSL who are now writing op-eds about how the gender inequalities of the bubbles are massive. Yay, take a week. I just want to be the one that said I spearheaded that shit. No, and I'm happy for it. I'm legitimately happy for it. Because you know what? It's the fucking truth. Because you can't bitch and moan Moan always. Don't be a hypocrite. Um, going back to the Snyder thing. I don't know. I, I don't. Here, I mean, just listen to. And I don't know if you've read the article or read all the articles. No, I haven't read all the articles. I've only been through, unfortunately. You know, with three kids running around the house, and I had to yeah. make dinner today. And then with the internet problems I had all evening, yeah, mm-hmm. I didn't have a chance to, watch, to read a, a lot of them. I probably got through at least two of them. The Michael, who was, I'm guess he, all right, so I, I paid the dollar. Oh, boy. Um, was it, did you get your money back? Uh, whatever it's a dollar (laughs) Um, 
this this woman who I give all the credit in the world to, Emily Applegate, um, is the one who has sounded the alarms. Um, they said that she and a female coworker would meet in the bathroom during their lunch breaks to commiserate and cry about the frequent sexual harassment and verbal abuse they endured. They cried about the former C- chief operating officer's expeditive lace tirades when she called him calling her fucking stupid and then requesting to, she wear a white dress, a tight dress for a meeting with clients so the men in the room would have something to look at. They cried about a wealthy sweet holder who grabbed her friend's backside during a game. And the indifference the, tops, the team's top sales executive displayed when they complained. Um, she's the only one that actually spoke with her name on it. The other 14 women spoke on anonymity because they have NDAs with the Redskins. Mm-hmm. Uh, Snyder declined several requests for the interview. Over the past week, as the Post the presented detailed allegations and findings to the club, three team employees accused of improper behavior improperly departed, um, including uh, Larry Michael, who is the club's longtime radio voice, and Alex Santos, the director of pro personnel. And so now you know this is a week. So a week ago is when these allegations started to come. So a week ago, they were still holding steadfast that they weren't getting rid of the Redskins. Right. So, and then they did the about face. You don't think they did the about You think they did the about face because of what? Because I have my opinion. But I want to hear yours first. What caused well, the name I, change? I think, you know, they, they want to get a, you know, they, they want to minimate, uh, mitigate um, the negative publicity. You know, and if they jump ahead of this, maybe that'll help soften whatever came out from this investigation or these allegations. That That's, you know... That's where I think it went. Okay. Yeah. You were on the same page. Yeah, I think that's exactly we're where, where it was. Page. I, think, I think this is one of those uh, misdirection plays. You know, look over here. Don't look behind the curtain. Mm-hmm. Or when you hear the curtain, I think that, that name change is so – the name is so racist. I think we need to focus that because that's where – the climate is right now. They're focused on that portion. They're not fo- focused on the Me Too. Jesus Christ, like four deer almost got hit in front of my house. Oh. But, uh, sorry. But, um, sure. yeah, it's like, look look on this side because if you look at the two evils right now, the evil of racism in America is, is taking the gold standard. The other side with the Me Too movement, you're not getting, uh, you got no traction there. Nobody wants to talk about the Me Too stuff right now for reasons that I think you and I can talk about offline. Or if you yeah. want to say, here, it's up to you. 
It has a lot to do with Joe yeah. Biden being a fucking creep. Exactly. So there, you know, that's something that's getting, you know, patted down while picking up the racism side. So, oh, and, and let's you, not forget, Jeff Bezos wants to own an NFL team. He's been snuggling up close to NFL owners because he wants to buy a fucking team. He owns the Washington Post. Washington Post has been like, whoa, when it comes to the Redskins in the last couple of years. I, I legitimately, if you Google search Washington Redskins, Washington Post, name change, I could almost guarantee there's 9,437 articles there. So, if you think Bezos is angling for the Washington team, will yes. the name change be the, the Washington Prime? Oh, no, because, you know, here's here's what I look at. Bezos looks at – I know it was. It wasn't a good one, though. Oh, come on. Come nah. on, the Washington Prime. No, it's okay. Washington Fire You could say it as me. You could say it as many times as you want. It's still not going to be funny. Washington Alexa. The Washington Echoes. They can have uh, the stadium powered by Alexa. Can you imagine that? Alexa, order me a beer. Put a big old blue Alexa. ring around the top of the stadium. That'd be badass. It, you know, it would look really. You know, we're, we're making fun of this, but, you know, you could make the stadium look like an Echo. That would be pretty hot. That would be or make bad it look like ass. Make it look like the Cube, like uh, in Vegas. No. So they had, how they had the blacked out? Make it blacked out, yeah. make it square, put that blue line out around the top of the stadium. Come on. Mm-hmm. It'll be hot. Um, can, can we get us watching it for, for one second? I, I want to make – I want to rip a team. Okay. And I just want to get off Washington and the negativity with Washington. Okay. How how dumb are the Dallas Cowboys? Boy, they really fucked that... themselves with this whole thing. They um, really fucked themselves with big time. You want to take a break and come back to that? Because I got to piss. All right, and I'm this cool feels like one of them ones where I can legitimately do this and then we can have this conversation. All right, you're listening to the uh, what? I was gonna say, let's get Connor in in, in play here. No, you can do that too. Okay, that's a shorter one, but yeah, whatever. Well, that's what she said. Yeah. Uh Cup of whiskey, you say? Well, this blend of fine golden grain and single malt comes from the oldest distillery in Ireland. Because we are not here to take part, we are here to take over. Rapper number 12, Irish Whiskey. All right, we're back. This is the thing, until I teach you the... Until I teach you the fucking switchboard, I can't like, really go and do it. Um, all right, the other NFL topic of the week is Dak Prescott and the Cowboys and the fact that they haven't signed him yet. Well, he's signed today. He signed the franchise. Yeah, he got the franchise tag today. Well, mm-hmm. there were today was a deadline mm-hmm. for the for the franchise uh, to be signed. So any type of extensions or anything like that needs to be done before 
I forgot what time it was, but it was supposed to be before today. I want to say like around 12. So apparently Dak and the Cowboys were close to a deal, but Mm -hmm. they couldn't get it done in time. So I guess the moral of the story is Dak is going to get paid as a top five quarterback in the league. Yeah. If they would have been smart and signed him to the extension last year, well, the before last year was played, you could have got him at a reasonable price because what ended up happening? Carson Wentz, he got his extension. Jared Goff got his extension. Pat Mahomes. Holy Christ, did he get an extension. Okay. So now, so now you're paying $35 million for what is yeah. essentially between 10 and 20 in the quarterback realm of best quarterbacks in the league. Quarterback is the, mm-hmm. is the number one position that you got to take care of. They, they wasted his time dealing with Zeke and Cooper. Mm-hmm. When you, when you had an opportunity to sign Dak to a reasonable contract. Now, you know, what are you going to do? You're going to go year to year by slapping franchise tags on them. Like what happened with Kirk Cousins? Kirk Cousins loved well, it. Kirk, he was getting paid well, as a top forget. two quarterback. Well, let's not forget about it. Kirk Cousins wanted that. Kirk Cousins didn't want the long-term extension. Well, Kirk Cousins saw what the fuck was going on in Washington. He wanted out of there. That's why he did it. He was a good soldier for two years. And then he got fucking broken off. What you think about that way? Right? He got <laughs> broken off. If that's what being a good soldier is, to get that money guaranteed, please, somebody somebody yeah. let me join their army. Please, mm-hmm. Lord. But he got it broke. He he par- then he parlays that into a guaranteed contract. Yeah. Amazing. So is Dak Prescott going that same way? Is this what they're going to be? Because they can't trade him. Because who's going to trade for Dak and then pay Dak on top of that? You know, what NFL team is going to be that stupid? Hmm. Can't be the Jets. Unless something happens physically to Donald or, or Daniel Jones, you can forget about the New York teams. Well, let's look at it this way. I disagree with you. I think the Cowboys are doing the right thing. Mm-hmm. When it comes to him. Because it can't be... Um, It can't be that the reason they won all those games was because of Dak. The reason they won all those games was because was because of Garrett. The reason they won the game Dak? because of Garrett? No, when they won, it was because of Dak. When they lost, it was because of Jason Garrett.
right? Mm-hmm. So, to me, I say take another year. And see what you really have. Because without Zeke, he was shit. Yeah, by now, you should know what you have. Because here's the problem now. By not signing him to an extension, not getting this done, let's say he has an average back year. They end up winning... But he he has a good year, not great, you know, an Eli Manning type year. You know, right there in the middle, his price still goes up. And now, if you want to keep him, because the okay, so the options are, mm-hmm. you can't let him go because you can't draft the quarterback, even though you got, and correct me if I'm wrong, they got lucky by hitting on Dak a fourth round pick. Yeah, that normally does not happen. I don't think he's that good. So Russell, I think he's good for what they do. So here's the thing. So this guy is going to cost you X. The cap, they're talking is going to go down about ten to fifteen million dollars next year. So you're going to lose. You're going to lose cap space. Now, uh-huh. if you need, if you got to, if you got to get back on the contract, you got to cut somebody. Who are you going to cut? But one one of the names that, that they're talking about that has the potential to be cut as of next year to get him under contract is Tyron Smith, an all pro, all world left tackle. Yeah. So now you're cutting your nose despite your face. Mm-hmm. So, you know, why would you you know, once again, if you went ahead and took care of this, you wouldn't have to worry about Tyron Smith. You know, what Jerry did when he when he was dealing with the whole contracts for Zeke, um, Cooper, one of the guys that he extended before Dak was a linebacker, Jalen Smith. So you took care of a linebacker before you took care of the quarterback, which is a massive slap, slap in the face, if you ask me. But so do Jerry, we look at? Here's my question, though, when it comes to Dak. Is Dak top five in quarterbacks in the NFL? No. Should he be paid as a top five quarterback in the NFL? That's not the question. Yeah, it is. Because it's not, it's, not, no, it's not where you are. It's when you're up. So if the quarterback market jumps, you know, we – we got yeah. uh, Mahomes. He set the market. But and Mahomes we all know that is Mahomes, one. I know, but Mahomes is one. Now, off is one. Every one of those guys that you brought up that got broken off already, they've all won. So is Dak. No, he hasn't. Dak won more than Jared Goff. Jared Goff went to the Super Bowl. Jared Goff also had seven and nine seasons. Carson Wentz couldn't finish the season. Boy, that that's his problem. Uh, I'm just saying. Once again, it, you know, 
you look at Zach, and, you know, I see a very comparable line to an Eli Manning. Always available. Um, I think Eli was better because I think Eli did win his games. You know, Eli had very good accuracy. I know he had a lot of interceptions, but that was because of the system that they played. They played an aggressive mm. downfield system. So it's like Terry Bradshaw. Bradshaw was throwing the ball deep to Swan, right? That that was his game plan. That That's what the coaches drew up. So if there was a couple of interceptions, they, they lived with it because within the system, that's what's being asked to do. So the point was Eli won, especially in the big games. And he, he impacted the big games. Um, mm-hmm. Dak, once again, you know, he has the winning what, – what was his worst season so far? Eight and eight? Seven and nine? Yeah, I guess so. You know, yeah, so, he, you know, he's won in this league as a fourth-round quarterback. You know, he has the intangibles in terms of size and all that other stuff. You know, he has a good team around him, so he has the potential to grow even more. So now, it, remember, it's not about how good you are. It's when are you up for the, for the extension. So that, that's how they get paid. It's not Jared Goff it should have got paid more than uh, Aaron Rodgers. He's getting paid more than Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is a better quarterback. Hands down. Yeah. No questions asked. But Jared Goff is getting paid more not because of his value in terms of the team. It's just the position – and when it came up for extension time, that was the value. And he had a higher value than Dak Prescott. So if you could have got Prescott to sign first, you would have got Dak Prescott at a better price than what Jared Goff and Carson Wentz. Well, Jared Goff got broken off last year. Those guys got broken off last year. Right, but, you know, Dak could have got broken off as well. But they chose not to do it. Remember, at – Yeah, but Dak is also doing one of those things where he is betting on himself. Right. When his, when, with the numbers that he wanted and his, everything came out, they were a lot higher than they were willing to pay. That's all negotiation. That's all yeah. about negotiating. So okay, so listen, uh, 2019, Dak threw for 65% of uh, completion, almost 5,000 yards, 30 touchdowns, 11 interceptions, a QBR of 99.7, 18, 67%, 22 touchdowns, eight interceptions, about 4,000 yards, 96 QBR, basically 97. Mm-hmm. So he's had steady improvement each year. Each year he's had the steady improvement, and he capped it off with a 30 TD season. He made the postseason in 2016 and 18. So two out of his four years he made the postseason. And, you know, you look at the stats, it wasn't his fault why they lost. So, it's, you know, it's, I get he's not a top five quarterback. I don't think he is. Mm-hmm. I definitely don't think he is. However, is he valuable to your team? The answer is yes. 
Does he know that? Like, is he a good fit for the Cowboys and what they do? Has he cost the Cowboys games? No, he hasn't. I think a lot no. of the stuff can be blamed on Garrett for the losses. You know, and the way Garrett was a he, head coach. But, but I, I, mind you, I don't watch the Cowboys every game. You know, like. Well, you grow up. Well, I watch them. I watch them when they're at home because of the cheerleaders. I mean, let, let's just go. Let's just leave that there. And I and I watch them and they play the Giants and when they play the Pats. But was it Jason Garrett's fault they lost to the Jets this year, or was that Dak Prescott's? That's a good question. Was it Jason Garrett's fault they lost to the Patriots, or was it Dak Prescott's? Was it that was it Jason Garrett's fault they lost the Packers or was it Dak Prescott's? Yeah, so Dak Prescott looked great against the Giants. Giants suck. You know, but when you look at it, so leading up to that Jets game, mm-hmm. Dak Prescott was on fire. Four touchdowns in week one against the Giants, no interceptions. Mm-hmm. Three against the, the Skins, one interception. So Four, three, nine. Going into the Jet game, he he had his worst game the week before when, when the Packers uh, beat the shit out of him. But other than that, you know, he really was, you know, averaging what about two seventy-five a game, multiple touchdowns a game, one interception a game. Like I said, he had thirty touchdowns and eleven interceptions for the whole year. Yeah, but look at the guys who want, who who threw for, that were league leaders of passing yards last year. Uh, famous Jameis. Yeah, what did he do? Let's see here. No, what was the team that missed the playoffs? So, famous Jameis last year, 33 touchdowns, 30 interceptions. QBR of 84, 60% mm-hmm. completion. But that's with the, you know, offensive guru. Yeah. And then, yeah, then nobody wants him afterwards. And rightfully so. Yeah. But, you know, like I said, Dak has good value for his team. And for you to take care of everybody else before him is a slap in his face. Well, but, like, everybody and then else. Him, it, this is uh, who's more important, important to that team on the team. Zeke. But who's more important to that team, him or Zeke? But here's the whole thing. Everybody's devaluing the running back situation, right? Everybody says, yeah, oh, but you can't draft a, a running back number two. You can't draft – you can't give a running back an extension before, you know, after age 30 or, you know, whatever it is. You know, they have a short shelf life. Which is, you know, once again, I'm all for them grabbing their money when they got to grab it. So I'm not trying to, mm-hmm. to uh, hit Zeke on this. But, you know, this is – 
you hear, you talk to every NFL person, right? Or you listen to them on the TV or the radio, and they undervalue the running back position. Everybody does. Yeah. Do, do I do I believe it? No, because if that's the best, then that's you know that's what it is. You know, people like Zeke. I hate to say it, Zeke, but Saquon McCafferty, they're special players. Yeah. You know they are special, and you got to take care of them. But once again, this kind of looking at this here, in terms of a hierarchy on a team, ninety-nine point nine percent of the time, your quarterback is number one on that hierarchy. They're going to be the highest paid player. You know, they're the one with the prestige. But but, did, but let's let's and think about this. Rightfully so. Jerry Jones loves running backs. Right, yeah. yeah. Okay. Like, from Emmett to... McFadden Nam- to... You know, you could, right. Yeah. He, fell, he falls in love with them. So, yes. He is going to pay the running back. Because but now, now for his incompetence, he might lose his star left tackle, and he might not have any choice but to let him go. Yeah, you know, because he he has a lot of work he has to do in terms of getting people to restructure contracts to to be able to fit Dak Prescott on a good co- on a contract moving forward. So, you know, there's a lot of stuff that has to be worked here. And, you know, my point of view is he could have solved this earlier. You know, okay, so if he would have signed Dak first, let's say Dak gets, I guess, the going rate for starting quarterbacks prior to Goff and Wentz was probably around $26, 27000000 million. How does that look now? Mm. That you, now you're paying them almost $10 million more. And then go, for the foreseeable future, if you put your, uh, your uh, wagon to him, you're going to need to pony up here. And you could have had him at a reasonable price. You could have. The, you know, but that, when you I mean, tried that, to get him at a reasonable price, you, they were $10 million apart. And he didn't want to budge to help them. And look, Jerry Jones is looking at this in this way. When he didn't have Zeke, he sucked. When he we had to go get him Cooper, and he got good. As long as he has the weapons around him, he plays absolutely fine. That's the you know, way. It'll they're be doing interesting. It. That's the way they're seeing this. It'll be interesting if. This year, Dak gets hurt, and he misses some time. I'm not saying hurt for the mm-hmm. season. I'm not wishing any injury on anybody. But it'll be curious to see if Dak is hurt, what Andy Dalton does. Because that, that's yeah. If Andy Dalton lights it up, a la Ryan Fitzpatrick, mm-hmm. by Dak. Yeah. 
But, you know, then you also have to figure out you have to sign because Dalton's only signed for this year. And you're probably going to have to give him, let's say, like a a Tannehill-type deal. Because that's who his career is going to mimic right now or is best comparable. You know, Tannehill was a starter, long-time starter, lost, you know, got let go, went as Mm -hmm. a backup to Tennessee, lit it up. Now he got that huge extension. And once again, how much is Tannehill getting paid? And is Tannehill a top quarterback? The answer is no. No. But but when he came up for his for his deal, that was the going rate for a quarterback. Because I want to say Tannehill is probably making somewhere close to Aaron Rodgers. Well, and Tannehill what, was making a ton with the Dolphins. Right, and then he took, you know, got let go, took a, mm-hmm. a cheap deal with Tennessee, and parlayed that cheap deal into a massive contract. Because even yeah. Andy Dalton was getting paid, Andy Dalton was getting paid eighteen, nineteen million dollars a season. Because when he signed his contract, that was the going rate. Because Joe Flacco set the market at that point. That was after Flacco's run. So yeah, it's it's it, that's it's a, one of those things where. I don't know if there's a right or wrong answer here. I, I could see where Jerry Jones is playing this from. I could see that he 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 doesn't want to set the market. And I get it. He's not going to pay Dak more than Mahomes because he's not worth it. Well, there's, there's no way anybody in his right mind would pay Dak more than Mahomes. But... Yeah. Mahomes is at the market. So now the question is, how much off Mahomes? Because Dak's not going to ask for, for Mahomes' money. He's not going to say, I want $45 million a season, whatever it comes out to be. He's not going to ask for that. He's probably going to say, let's take 5% off that, and that's where we're going to start on our negotiation. Which is nuts hmm. for, for Dak Prescott. Because once again, you're comparing – if you would have done this at a reasonable time, you are now comparing yeah. Dak Prescott making Carson Wentz money now because Carson Wentz was the highest-paid quarterback. Jeff Goff was the highest-paid quarterback. Mm-hmm. Now you got to deal with Pat Mahomes as the highest-paid quarterback. So that's what I'm saying. Like, he played – I feel Jerry Jones played the game wrong because you have to take care of your quarterback first, mm-hmm. especially a quarterback. Remember, as a fourth-round pick, he didn't have the fifth-year option as no. you know, most number-one picks do. So you didn't have the luxury of waiting another year because you had the extra option here, like what the Jets have with Darnold, what the Giants will have with, with Jones, even what, what Philly had with Wentz and Goff. You know, you don't have that luxury. Yeah. You have you have to make that decision quick. And he, you know, Dak Prescott. The one thing that we can say, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, is he outplayed his contract and he outplayed his draft status. You know, he made Tony Romo yeah. retire. Well, then the back. Right, but. 
Tony knew he wasn't going to get his team back. That kid yeah. had a stranglehold on the job. And rightfully so. You know, he earned it. So yeah. and that's just my point. You got to take care of these quarterbacks. And, you know, it's one of the things that always pissed me off with the Yankees. And, and I think we talked about this in a previous show where they don't believe in the extension up until last year. Then they were getting mm-hmm. extensions like Handy to Severino and Hicks. But years before, prior, no, they let you play out your uh, arbitration years. And then once you hit free agency, then they signed you to deals. And they never got the cost certainty. Like, you could have got cost certainty with Jeter. You could have got it with Pettit. You could have got it with Posada. But they ended up playing the game going year to year. And those, and once again, when you go year to year, now you're comparing those players to other players and other players that are getting paid. Which is which is why I think they said, you know what? And if you look at the money, Severino, four years, forty million dollars for a potential ace. Okay, Hicks, mm-hmm. seven years, seventy million for a defensive, you know, for a solid outfielder. And once you figure out the war and the price per war, which I don't think we actually got an actual price on, but when they yeah. made the war to the money, it's the deal absolutely makes sense. Now, is there? Is there risk? Of course you got risk. Severino could get hurt. He got hurt. Hicks could yeah. get hurt. He got hurt. But to any reasonable person, if you have a good young ball player, look what Chicago White Sox did with Elroy Jimenez. Was it Elroy Jimenez? But Roberts, the center fielder, Luis Roberts, <laughs> hasn't played a game in the big leagues yet, signed to extension. Why was the Cleveland Indians of the 90s so good. They signed Tomei to extension. They signed Al, uh, Bayerga. They signed all the young kids, Manny Ramirez, to extensions. And they had the cost certainty going forward. And it panned out because, you know, the players ended up being good on top of that. Yeah. You know, Chicago Bulls, they they made an offer to Scotty Pippen. He took it. He shouldn't have taken it, but he took it. Is that shame on the Bulls? No, they had Paul Cerny with a player. They gambled on Scotty Pippen, and they won big time. Yeah. Did it end well? Yeah. You got six championships out of it. It ended well. So, so that's where, you know, front office has, has to be aggressive here. If you, if you can identify talent, and you got and you got this player... Make him the offer. Because I think a lot of people will say, I'd rather have the money that in front of me than what's potentially down the line. Because I'm getting paid millions of dollars now. After year three with Zach, Zach you did, two out of three years you took us to the playoffs. Every year you improved in your stats. We're going to rip up your, your rookie contract. Here's an extension. We'll make you maybe not the highest played quarterback, Top three. Because you know down the line, all these other people are coming up. If you would have signed yeah. a top three deal, you know, that, that would have worked out great because now that top three deal is probably a top 14 deal. And next year it will drop even, even lower, and you got better cost certainty. 
And yeah. you make your quarterback happy. You make your quarterback happy. You make your most important player happy. Yeah. But you don't agree. No. Because I don't think he's that good. And, and I, I think when you look at it at, at, at the at the end of the whole thing going on with them, it's um There, it's one of those things, you know. Like I, I'm, I don't know. I agree that you want to you want to cause certainty. Like I absolutely agree with that. Um, but I don't know if that was the way. I don't think this is the. I don't know if that's the way to go about it with him. Because legitimately, they could have taken care of him if he had just played ball with him. But we have to also realize that football is one of those sports where no, you, sign the million, you, you sign a $100 million deal, but it's not worth $100 million. You know, the team can still touch it at any point. So let's say this. Let's say they... Last year, I, you don't know. I, I never know who to believe when it comes to contracts, right? Because everybody lies about. It. Yes. And rightfully so, because um, you don't you don't want the real truth getting out, because you screw yourself in a negotiation in the negotiating process. So you don't ever want anything getting out in terms of the truth. So. Um, so let's say they gave him 30 last year and he wanted 40 well at some point at what point does he say alright we'll take the deal it's not just on Barry He's got. It takes two to tango. Everybody killed Brady for years for taking bad for taking bad deals, right? But he did so. You know what Brady did. First off, when he when he first came to take the money, he took the money. It wasn't until no, he later never on did. that he started. Hmm. Never did. He was never the top paid quarterback in the league. Uh, just to give you a quick heads yeah. up, Zach Prescott yeah. was number four in the league last year in QBR, trailing you know Mahomes, Breeze, and Lamar Jackson. Yeah, I know, and What's I know QBR, QBR is it, you know, the quarterback ratings, you know, and they factor in it's all the wonderful stuff. It's it's the war of the NFL. Yeah, but that, that's another one of those things. 
exactly. It's not. It, it's not even close to being. It's not even close to being an, a B. The only people that ever talked about QBR are fucking Rex Ryan. <laughs> like, have you ever heard any? Funny. Huh. But have you ever heard a coach go? Other than Rex Ryan. Have you ever heard a coach go, we had 100 QBR today? Nobody kidding. Most coaches don't even know how to. What constitutes a perfect game? You know, like, it, it's it's a made-up stat. make the playoffs? Has he gone to a championship game? Maybe Mike McCarthy doesn't want him. It's a possibility. Maybe Mike McCarthy said, hey, look what just happened in Green Bay. Hey, Jerry, there's a shot that guy could come here next year. Yeah, but, you know, you didn't know that before. You know, like I said, you know, it should have been done two years ago. I, and now no, two I, years ago he won. No, two years ago you were getting them on the cheap. Right. Well, that, that's what I'm saying. Like, it should have been done after the third year. But Dak wasn't taking it. Ripped up the contract. If you would have given him a reasonable number, I think he would have taken it. Because once again, if you would have given something reasonable, let's keep away the outside accolades because playing quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys is like playing center field for the New York Yankees. Huh. That in itself has prestige. Look what Tony Romo was able to do afterwards. Troy Aikman afterwards. You know, it's one of those. It's one of those jobs that you can have for life. Sawback. Mm-hmm. You know. I mean, the prestige right there, you know, mantle, you know, you know. And the whole thing with him is, but the whole thing with Dak is he wants four years. The Cowboys want five years. Right. He wants to get paid again before he's 30. No, he wants to get paid. He wants another payday before he turns 30. Where if you outperform this, I'm sure they'll open up the purse. But do you think it's worth risking everything if you're Jerry Jones? Listen, if, if you want to give him the four-year deal, give him the four-year deal. If you're not, if you're not sad or if you're not confident going into this, okay, let's give you the four-year deal, eighty million dollars. I'm just, I'm just throwing out well, four years, a hundred million dollars. That's twenty-five a season. I know that's mm. not the case. I just look at it in the spectrum. We'll give you four years, yeah. $100 million, $60 million guaranteed. He turned down 100 Pro- million. 100. He well, turned saying, down just, 175 with 100 guaranteed. And what was, what was he looking for? Was he looking for, like, what, what was the number that he was looking for? Because if you got 
if I'm looking for twenty seven million, you're offering twenty three million, and then you no, they offered him million. He turned according to the story I'm reading right now. He turned down thirty three a year with a hundred guaranteed for a five year deal. So it's one seventy five. What does he want? Two hundred? Two twenty? If Mahomes got four hundred, is it really that much to ask? Oh yeah. Once again, you know, the whole thing is where is the market? Where is the market right now? And what is your backup plan if you're Dallas? Is it Andy Dalton? Might be. Because because if you have any, like, I hate to even say this part, but I see the Cowboys as an 8 to 10 Or, does, so or does Dak not want to be pick. there? Let's look at it this way. Wait, Next year, somebody will. Oakland? New England? Not the Chargers. Chargers got their quarterback in the future. Rams, do do they say, hey, Goff, you're really not that good? Goff's QBR ranked them number 18th in the league last year. And can can we just say Sean McVay, McVay is not a genius? Can we just say that right now? I can say that. I've been there for two years now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So let's get off the Sean McVay bandwagon here. Um, I was never actually, on. You know, everybody's like sucking the guy's dick. Oh. But I didn't mean to say it that way. But there were some sloppy seconds going on. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. So could it be them? It's not going to be Miami because Miami supposedly has their future depending on how Tua actually responds. Tampa, Tampa Bay might be a good option. Mm-hmm. Simon on the Chief, let him back up Brady for another year. Well, no, he's not going to back up anybody. No. Maybe Brady's well, done after you... this year. Think about it. With the way this whole COVID thing's going, Brady may never play a fucking game in their uniform. Cousins signed the extension, so it's not Minnesota. Here. Here's a tweet from Dak Prescott's – here's a tweet from Dak Prescott's brother. There's a reason I was never a Cowboys fan growing up or before they drafted Dak. After today, who knows how much longer I'll be cheering for them. Are you playing the bongos? No, I'm being on the table. In all seriousness. Maybe he doesn't want to be there. Or he plays two years on uh, he plays two more years on the cat uh, on the franchise tag. They can't tag him the third year. He's an unrestricted well, free could. agent next year. They could tag him a third year, no. but the, it, the, the, the money is ridiculous for a third year tag. 
like an unrestricted free agent next year. He's unrestricted next year. I think they can tag him one more year after that. So they tag him this year. They can tag him. You only get two. I think it's like it's only it's only two tags in the new CBA. Because I actually heard, you know, he can get tagged up to three times. I thought it was twice. Franchise or, or transition. You know, the number is actually three, and by the end of it, it's like a twenty percent markup of whatever. Yeah. I forgot exactly what it is. But it, it could be up to three years that they can tag him. Which is, you know, you're going to go the Kirk Cousins route. If you're going to do Cousins it. Cousins only got tagged twice. Right. But if that's the if that's the blueprint that you're using, you know what? Uh-huh. You got Zeke. You got Amari Cooper. You got Galloway. Or Kenny Gallup, whatever his name is. That's not a bad way to go. You know, if you're going to bet on yourself, you got that really good offensive line. Mm-hmm. But once again, you know, who gets cut to fit you when your salary keeps increasing? Because that's the one thing with the salary cap. And once again, if, you, if the cap is going to go down by the 10 to $15 million that they're expecting next year, it's going to force teams to do a lot of soul searching. If you're not in a good cap well, position, you're going to get screwed. This is where having a absolute dope for your union head makes the NFL players rue signing that deal when they did it. And I know it's two different sports, but I heard Don Fear on Sirius NHL Radio Tuesday. And they were talking to him about um, the NHL CBA and what happened with that. And he said the reason why they, they pushed to get the extension done was so that when it came down to it, they could then just push the cart down the road a little bit. That's why if you see what the NHL's doing with their stuff, it's, um, it's definitely going to help them in the long, in the long Because the next two years, the cap in the NHL Stage flat. So when league revenue comes back, fans come back, the new TV deal's done, they at least have four more years after that to. At least have labor peace. Which is, you know, once again, yeah, I, I said last week, you know, kudos on them for actually getting ahead of this. And who would have thought that hockey would be the one to actually have labor peace going forward? Well, that, you know what? Everybody kills Gary. This is what Gary worked twice to get to. Gary didn't want to keep shutting the leagues down. 
He didn't want to shut the league down twice. But guys like Trevor Linden back in 2004, 2005, just didn't have the foresight. They wanted now. They didn't want the future. And they lost the present because of that. Yeah. Where now they had that, what, three-month lockout in 2012, I guess it was, 2013, whenever the hell it was. Yeah, whichever one that was. Yeah. Whatever year that was. I think it was 2013. Sorry. Right? That, that whole thing was to get to where revenue was split almost 50-50. Because the owners are saying, hey, look, we are making money again. We have a TV deal. We have this. We have that. All right, we're good. And the players got theirs, and they left in the escrow. There's no escrow this year. Scary enough with teams losing money because the end of the season happened. I can see it. But he really did have the league's best interest of us. And the long-term growth of the league. I I just think when you look at the league now, it's – you think the NHL is doing all right? Financially? Yeah. I think so. I think so. I think this Adidas deal pumped a lot of money into the league. So I forget they have TV deals coming up in – 11, 12, or 21, 22, those will be 10-year deals. Yeah, I think I, I, I think they have the right thing. And, like, look, the NFL has said, what, 72 players have contracted the virus know, that they know of. They still want to start training camp on June, July 28th. I thought for the longest time that they um, were going to be the hardest one. 
I thought they were going to be the easiest one to keep everything going. I don't know anymore. I think they're all committed at this point. I think everybody has actually looked at the actual factual numbers of this disease. And I think, and what I'm not going to call this a hoax or anything like that, but I think when they actually look at it and they look at the mortality rate here, and a lot of people who have tested positive are asymptomatic. Mm-hmm. So they're not even dealing with any of the, you know, side effects or any of uh, anything like that. So I think when you look at it and say, okay, what is the true harm here? Is anybody going to die from this? First off, that's the first question that they need to ask. Will we put our players in jeopardy first and foremost? If the answer is no, the risk of death is extremely small. But then you look at your personnel in terms of your coaching staff and, and that type of stuff. And if they take a, a page from baseball, baseball actually asks, you know, their, their older coaches who are susceptible, ah, who could possibly contract this. Mm-hmm. And they say, hey, yeah, we're not going to bring you into the league this year. You know, you're going to have a front office role, but I don't want you in – contact with the players because you're a high-risk person. So, um, Hold on. There is a... I don't know if we can call this breaking news, but I'm going to call it breaking news. Because when it rains and pours in the NHL, Rogers Place at Edmonton is experiencing major flooding in the terminus of Ford Hall and minor flooding elsewhere. The extent of the damage will be known in the morning, but neither the Oilers or the NHL expect it to affect the start of Phase 4. So it's minor. I don't know, but who the hell knows? Segway into our Jersey conversation for the NHL? What's that? We were going to do our top... uh, Oh, yeah, we could do that. Yeah, we could definitely do that. Um, hold on, I'm just... Somebody asked me a question, and it's... Yeah, it's not even close. Um, um... Yeah, we could do that now. You know, and I'll tell you right now, this is probably like one of the hardest sports to judge because there are a ton of good-looking jerseys. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I so how do we say we were going to do it? Okay, and then we were going to do five teams that should have a secondary that don't have a secondary? Is that what we were doing? Why don't we just do our five least favorites that can use a good makeover? Okay. But then I also have five teams that should have secondary jerseys that don't, and I won't say did. Okay. Okay. Um, my least five – you want me to start with the least favorite jerseys? Because this is really freaking easy. Go for it. The Devils. Them you new know fucking jerseys that, look like roller hockey jerseys. You know, I, I, I am so disappointed uh, 
and I'm not a, a Devil fan, but I'm yeah. so disappointed. That is a team. You got a you got the right type of mascot. You got the right colors. Yep. I wouldn't put them as my least favorite. I would put them as my most disappointing. Because okay, you can do whatever, so much more. But, right. Whatever way you want it, whatever way it makes you feel better, we'll call it that. But that to me, Her sandwich. Yeah, absolutely. A fucking triple decker from Hobbies. Um, okay. Their 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 new uniforms. When I mean, look, when you've only had two uniform, three uniforms now in thirty eight years, mainly because Lou is too cheap to change anything. Um, I got a huge problem with it. But their theirs are hideous. Um, we can definitely agree on that. They're terrible. Minnesota's. Now hold on. It, I do gotta just, say, I I do like the Devil's Christmas tree logo. You know, I like the the black and the green and the red. You know, I like the old school look every once in a while, but that can definitely get yeah. played out. Yo, know, the the Christmas tree with those green pants, fucking mint. Mint. Yeah. It's, it's definitely like up. It's in the top half of the league. Problem is, I don't wear them. Yes. Yes. My that's my biggest problem with him. Um, Calgary. It's just with them. It's like such a clusterfuck at times. God only knows what the fuck they're wearing half the time. It's it just ugh. The Panthers, another fucking team that looks like it's a roller hockey jersey. I Especially agree with this on that new one. redo they had. Like, oh, come the fuck on. Um, Dallas's new logo. That fucking D with the star in it looks so fucking stupid. It's like So far, you and me agree won- on three. Like my problem with Dallas's jersey is this: it's too light to throw back to the Minnesota days, and I get where they're going with it, but that D with the star just looks fucking that that kills the entire uniform. Like I didn't think they needed to do a rebrand, or no, they went the wrong way with it. They've gone the wrong way jersey. ever since they – if they just kept the Stars jersey that Mike Madonna wore, it'd be great. Yes. Mainly because I want yes. a Mike Madonna jersey. <laughs> <laughs> right, so, and so far, last. Jimmy, we agree on New Jersey, Florida, and Dallas. Yeah. So those are in my bottom five. Yeah, and Calgary's to me is uh, – you and I differ on, um, on Calgary. They're they're not in my top, but they're definitely not in my bottom. Yeah. Um. Oh shit. Actually, I may take Calgary out because I have I I almost forget what they wear. Um, yeah, I, I, I like I like their the red and black theme. I like uh, the sea with the flames coming out of it. When they I'm wear okay those. Yes. That's my problem with them. They don't wear them enough. 
Hold on, let me just. I may have to. I may take those. I may take them out. Uh, Minnesota's another team. Just can you please figure out what the fuck you're doing? Like they're Minnesota's not in my so bottom, but they're they're like you know, not I, in my bottom, but I just don't. I Holy shit! Fanatics has nice. Fanatics has fisherman jerseys. Uh, that is in my. I Worst want, of all I time. actually own. No, I actually have the fisherman jersey, and I hate the I Islanders. Like the jersey, it's too. actually it's one of my favorites. Yeah. Um. Was that on the Spanos? Yeah. Was that the one they? Yeah, because I actually like the way they did it. Yeah, you're, yeah, I do kind of like those. Um, let me see. I'm just thinking here. I I, I want to see what Anaheim's regular jersey is because they made yeah Anaheim's that fucking stupid look, that that Anaheim jersey is terrible. The one with now, the D or or the mighty ducks. The one with the D. No, dear God, keep the mighty ducks. Get rid of the fucking D. I'm looking at the one, the Mighty Duck one in orange right now, that and that is too. sharp. I yeah. like the orange Mighty Duck. I don't like – I'm not a big fan of the teal one. I actually like the way the orange looks better. See, I liked when they brought back, like, the, the, the throwback alternate. Mm-hmm. The blackish one, whatever the fuck it is. I think it's black. Right. You know, if you were to tell me that you had the D, the Web D as an alternate jersey, I can I can rock that. Mm-hmm. But you know, as an everyday yeah. go go to, I don't like it. Like I like <laughs> I like the duck with the hockey sticks. I'm sorry, I, and it's not that I'm a purist. I just think it's pretty cool looking. I, you know, I think some. I, it's it's Disney. Yes, but oh, Disney owned the team when they wore that jersey. Yeah, and, um, but I'm cool with that. That that's yeah. I don't know. I I, I think that you know once again, if you just had the D as an alternate jersey, third jersey, mm-hmm. and broke them out on a Sunday, I think it's cool yeah. there. But to rely on it as your number one, no. Yeah. Now one thing I am excluding. I don't know if you're excluding it as well when you're looking at the jerseys. When you have the mm-hmm. name going across. I'm not even looking at those. You know, this has to be like pure logo uh, colors. You know, if you have Pittsburgh coming down or the Rangers coming down, I'm not going to include that in a jersey uh, profile. Like, I'll look at the mm-hmm. Liberty, and that's the one I'll judge, not the blue shirt with the Rangers coming down. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not basing like a whole kit off of um, their jerseys. Because if we right. were doing it, like the fucking Colorado Avalanche third jersey is like shit. Yeah, <laughs> the, but, the Canes road the Canes road jersey is shit. It's stupid looking. Um, see, like to me, if the Flames wore their alternate more often than that red and black one, then I, we're not even having this conversation. 
but we're still having a conversation with Dallas because their jersey does suck home and away. Yeah, their their jersey suck home away. The Devils suck home and away. The Panthers suck home and away. I'm up in the air about um, the about the Predators. I, I hate the mustard, but I get it. So I'm okay. I, I get it. They're in non-traditional market, so I get why they do it. I like the, the logo. I just don't like the colors. Yeah. And I, but, and you know I like because I said I liked it last week. Uh, the Brewers, and they're similar in color. Yeah. But for me, like, the whole all-mustard look, it's too much for my eyes. Like, I start yeah. freaking out looking at it. Ottawa's jersey is terrible now. Like, I'm just looking at, like, NHLuniforms.com and just pulled up, like, this year's jerseys just to look them all. Right. And there, yeah, it's. Like, the fact that the Ducks only did that as a 25th anniversary jersey was terrible. But, you know, whatever. All right, your turn. Okay, so three teams that you did not hit on your bottom that I have on my bottom. Well, no, we we agreed on three teams on my bottom. Two teams you hit, I didn't hit. Yeah. Right, so you got the the Devils, you got the Panthers, and you got the Alice. We – in agreement on all three. Mm-hmm. I absolutely dislike, and not because of the team, just because of the, the whole concept of it. I hate the Phillies. I mean, uh, the Flyers. You know, I was thinking that I was going to go that way. And then Minnesota's ugliness caught my eye. Because I don't like, because Minnesota did the same thing that Florida did. It's just cool colors. But it's the same shit. But the Flyers' new kit, the Flyers' new uniforms, I completely agree with you. They're fucking terrible looking. And then when they go to the all, when they go to the black with the black numbers, with the white lettering, yep. fuck that. That whole stupid we different talk- color nameplate shit, retarded looking. Like we talk about the same nameplate and numbers when we talk about the Angels. You yeah. know, it's like we you when you have a jersey, you cannot do that. That might be aesthetically pleasing close up. Face to face, hey, look at the cool thing. No, I, I get it now. But when you're watching a game, unless you're a true diehard that knows every single person on that team, mm-hmm. who passed to who, it's kind of hard to, to to follow. So I absolutely hate Philly. Um, you're probably gonna hate me, and I hope Dan Lacatour is not listening. But I am not a fan of the Boston Bruins. Color wise, why? Fine. Color-wise, I think it's fine. I think it it's time for a, a they got to bring it up to reboot. Uh, the B with, with the hot uh, in the center. I don't know. I, I am just I look at that jersey. I, I get it's classic, but I think that's one. That's time for a reboot, and you don't have to go crazy. Um, I have, here's my one problem with the Bruins jerseys. I don't like, and this is, and it's not even like a big problem. I don't like how they went to the two-tone numbers. When that was gold, black, white, I thought the numbers looked better. Mm-hmm. Like as somebody who owns both jerseys, <laughs> yeah, it, it, you're right. It does leave a little bit to be desired. Right. It's like, 
if you're gonna update it, mm-hmm. put put true thought into it. You want to say you want to say classic. Now, okay. So when you had the Bruin on the jersey, I thought it was hot. The Winnie the Pooh jersey. Like, yeah, I actually like them. Yeah, uh, I wish they would bring those back as a third I, jersey I agree with you. and stop going to all these old retro jerseys. I agree. And then, like, if you also look at it, you look at the jersey right now, it's almost like you're getting a headache with all the lines on it. You know, it's it's always, like, every spot is broken up. You know, neck, shoulder, body, line, 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 at, you know, on the bottom. I just think it's too busy. I don't think it has to be. Are you looking at NHLuniforms.com, or are you actually looking at the jersey? I'm looking. Well, I'm on uh, NHL.com. I'm on the. I'm in the shop. Okay. Let me. So I was looking at the black. Let one. me show you the. Jer- Let me show you the jersey in real life, and then you tell me what you think. Because okay. I'm not trying to dispel so, you. I'm like I'm not. I'm not going there. I'm not doing that. To you. Just. All right, so while you send that to me, I'll give you another team mm-hmm. who I really don't care for the, for their concept. The Capitals. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not a Their home and roads, their alternates are badass. Yeah, but their home and roads are boring, to be honest with yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with you there. Where the fuck is And that? like I said, you know, when you're talking about the hockey jerseys, you know, I think as a whole, style-wise, I don't think any league comes comes close. Maybe, you know, soccer, because soccer has some really nice looks. Mm-hmm. But in terms of actual jerseys, the hockey jersey is one of the best-looking things out there, especially when you've yeah. got a girl wearing it. True. Yeah, I, I beg my wife to wear my jerseys. She just tells me to go fuck off. <laughs> All right. So those, those are my lower ones. Yeah, I love the Winnie the Pooh's man. Yeah. I just like the fact that Danny wore it. Um, <laughs> I was like, uh, do you have any more of those laying around, sir? All right. So here's my top five. They're my top okay. five. There may not be your top five. Go for it. The Chicago Black. I'm not doing this in any order either, by the way. No. The Chicago Blackhawks. 100% the coolest jerseys out there. All but see, all variances of that jersey have been hot. I have yeah. an old school Jeremy Roenick jersey on my wall. Nice. I mean, absolutely one of my favorites, hands down. I mean, the detail in the headdress, uh, everything about yeah. like, all the colors, it's a soft, yeah. man. Yeah. Now, see, here's where and, we're going to you know, differ. Oh, go ahead. No, go, go differ me. As the bottom of yours and the top of mine are the Boston Bruins. He ate the spoke. Uh, eight spoke B is awesome, and it looks great on a jersey. Like it looks great in person on a jersey. That's why I made sure I sent them to you. 
It looks good. It, it It's like the devil jersey. It just fits, like, right there in the middle. I love that jersey. Montreal. For as much as we complained about the other fucking ones that had the stupid line across the middle, the red Habs jersey is the legit best jersey in the NHL. Hands down. Mm, no, I, I, Chicago's the best jersey in my eyes. All right. All right. Well, it's the best Canadian team jersey. No. Um, the Rangers, uh, uh, there's something simple and classic about the Ranger jersey. The fact that they really haven't had a fuck with it in 70 years. And last but not least, I will give an honorable mention, though, to the Edmonton Oilers. Because that orange pops and it looks really good. And that's why I always liked when the Islanders did that orange back in the early 2000s. Blank, the yeah. jersey looked hideous. Lettered, jersey looks great. But, my the Vegas Golden Knights. When you have to sell uniforms as an expansion team, you got to knock it out of the park. Vegas hit a moonshot. That jersey, that logo, that colors, the the ornate details on the sleeves, giddy up. I can't I can't disagree with it. They, they didn't make my top five, but they're in my honorable mention list. Mm-hmm. They're, they're and right in fact, there. there were two different color gloves. Yes. Yeah, so Vegas was definitely – they were on the outside looking in. Um, you and I differ on, of course, Boston. Um, Montreal was in that next phase, you know, for me. Uh, you said the best – Jersey in Canada, I have to disagree with you, and okay. we kind of agree because we both love Edmonton. Yeah, I love Edmonton. I don't like Edmonton's voice. It's a, it's a drop off, yeah. but Big that job. orange one is just crazy good. Yeah, I know. I mean, I it's. Cr- you know, you you hit it on the head where, you know, we both like, like uh, the Islander one. You know, yeah. once again, because that's a good one. Love that shirt. Right. And, you know, I even love the old uh, Oiler when they actually had the drop of oil in. Uh, that as, was badass uh, too. The, the logo. Yeah. So th- there's a lot of ways that they can go with this, and they can go classic with the Oilers from Gretzky day. And those are even sharp. sharp. The, the color scheme, the mm-hmm. pattern, was always good with Edmonton. Um, I absolutely love, you know, I gave you Chicago as my, that was absolutely my top. But right mm-hmm. below it, not far, is the Avalanche. And I'm talking about the regular Avalanche. I'm not talking about anything other. Um, I love the Avalanche. It's yeah. one of my favorites. Um the A with the avalanche whooping around. I actually love the color with the blue and, and with maroon. Um, I just don't like their retro their third jersey. And what's you know and what's that the old that's the top blue and the bottom maroon with the A in the middle. No, that was their um, not, stadium series jersey. Yeah, 
that that even that didn't look good to me. No, but none of those special jerseys do look good. No. Like LA's were terrible. But they yeah. try to get too like crazy. Like LA's were terrible. You know, LA okay, I'll get to LA in a second. Uh but Colorado is like just underneath Chicago for me. I love mm-hmm. San Jose. Yeah, I was always a big Sharks fan. Uh, love the teal, you know, the sharky and the stick. Come on, that that's that's pretty bad. Yeah, I like their black jersey. Yes, because the teal pops on that man. Yeah, the teal is subtle, but it just jumps out. Yeah, and, it's like yeah, the way they re- when they reimagine the shark. Made it look so much cooler. Yes. Yeah, you know, this is one where it could have got cartoonish, but they didn't go that mm-hmm. way, thankfully. Yeah. Um, so San Jose is in my top. Uh, do, 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 do. You're going to probably, you know, spit on yourself, choke. There's nothing nicer than the classic Serrano Maple Leafs. Yeah. Love the whites, love the blues. Mm-hmm. You talk about tradition. You know that is a sharp jersey, and it's always been a sharp jersey. You know the ornate leaf. It, do, it doesn't matter if the team sucks cock or anything like that. You know <laughs> that jersey was always sharp. Yeah, I just don't like that. San Jose's been around for 20, almost 30 years, and they've worn nine, ten different jerseys, ten different uniform combinations. Even if it's adding just a jersey, like, it's just, what the fuck are you doing? Who, San Jose? Yeah. Well, you know, sometimes you got to, sometimes you got to go through trial and error. Sometimes you have to, and, you know, kudos on them for recognizing any problems that they have to change. You know, the last thing you want to do is, you know, have a have that doesn't work and continue it. You know. Well, again, but like here, here's what. To me, it's almost like, and granted, like they do every different, um, like variation. So if they added a third jersey or something, that makes it a different kit. Um. But sometimes it's like they wear a jersey for like a couple years and it's like, all right, it's time for a new one. You know, it's just, I don't know. Well, you know, generating sales. Yeah. Unlike the Devils who have worn four different kits. Legitimately. Yeah. And, and really, the only difference between 7 and 2017 or the fact that they're Reebok Edge jerseys. That's the only difference. It's just that these new fucking jerseys look like goddamn street hockey jerseys. Yeah, you can probably get them on, uh, online somewhere. You know, <laughs> make your own. All right, so like, that's my top five. Yeah. Now... 
I would love to see, you know, I, I love Arizona's old jersey. Yes. The, the Art, oh, the Art Deco paint, uh, Coyote. Yes. Love that jersey. Oh, so now we're into our, our, our um, what do you call it? Our, our alternates? Our want to bring back? Yeah, or, you know, I wish they would have one. Yeah, let's go with that. So, yeah, right. the Phoenix Coyotes. Absolutely want that back. You know, that is back. They wear that. Is it? I, didn't, I haven't watched uh, a lot of Phoenix games, obviously. Yeah, well, when you're a Knights fan. So when, they, you, when you root for the Vegas Golden Knights, you kind of have to. <laughs> so Here, I'll make your life easier. The, they got rid of the screaming uh, coyote? That's on their home in a way, but their alternates are the old school trees. Okay. So that, that's a great jersey. Yeah. You know, I love the fishermen from uh, from the Islanders. I I don't know if they'll ever bring that back. I just don't. I, I don't ever think they're going to bring that back. They should. I mean that that that's a cool <laughs> logo, and it, it it speaks to you know their heritage because you know they're on the island. The old the fisherman it was the biggest thing on the island growing up, you know. Well, I'm Billy just Joel, happy that, that. Think about it. Yeah, like I'm glad they went back to the old like Patty Lafontaine jerseys, or as close as they could, as close as they did to them. Like I think those, I, I like their uniforms again. Um, they were like one of those like they were probably like top 12 of the league. Mm-hmm. Like if I had to rank them, like if I print out this page, <laughs> just start ranking them. Um, like Detroit was right there for me too. Like I just, they're kind of a team I always wish would do like a black Jersey. And they have the color. Um, popping. Yeah. Cause they have the right colors to pop that. Uh, yeah. Like, I think the, the winged wheel would pop. Like, I've seen, like, remember when Starter used to make those jerseys? Like, I've seen the black winged wheel, and I think it looks great. Um, I love um, Tampa Bay's alternate jersey, that all black and gray one. Yeah, but, you know, the the, the Lightning, you know, they're one team that I – I think they need to rework the logo. I'm not a big fan of the bolt. It looks very cartoonish. Again, we are talking about a team. Like, you know how I just said, like, San San Jose's been around for 30 years and they've had 10 different uniform kits? Yeah, guess how many Tampa Bay's had? 30. 12. 34. 12, 12 different kits. How 
How do you have 12 different kids? And every chance they get, every time there's a new supplier, they're changing the fucking jerseys. Uh, so how would you remake that? How would you remake the bolts? How, how would you remake know. the lightning? I don't know. They've always had the bolt there. Right. Every time I see them now, I go, flash. Ha, ha, ha. save every one of us. Push. All right, man. That's, that's just the point where I like with their uniforms. Um, I wish Vegas would do a third jersey. Well, that's maybe in the gold. I think it is. I think maybe oh, with yeah. the gold, with the with the with the um, that secondary yeah, logo, they, the shoulder patch logo. They they're a cash cow. They don't need their it. Their color yeah. scheme. Yeah, the color scheme works, and it does support a solid alternate uh, jersey. If you wanted to go that that route, which way would you go? That third color. You would go gold. I would. Then. I would go gold, and I would remake the logo for that for that specific jersey. See, what I would do for them is this: I would go gold. I would take the jer- the logo that's on the shoulder, make that uh-huh. the crest on that jersey, put the, the normal crest up on the sleeves. Where like right. let's just say like if you're basing it on their their current jerseys, right? Their current kits. Right. Take the where the gray is, put that where the red is on the sleeve, take the gold, make that the whole entire jersey. Move the red up and put the red and put that ornate shit on the on the red, and then go with the shoulder logos. That's not a bad way to go. Vegas, if you're listening, we're here to do your jersey. You know, we work cheap. <laughs> Let me tell you, I'm in a. I have to add you into it because I think you'll enjoy. I'm in a Knights. They they do like posters every game, right? And like different okay. pucks and shit. So I'm in a Facebook group to you know trade them, you know, or, or in my case, I just buy them because I don't have anything to trade because I live in New Jersey. Um, but it's been really cool because like I've gotten posters that I missed, posters that I wanted, blah 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 blah. And then, um, do you mind me? I just got a bunch of fucks. Or no, I didn't. No, I didn't yet. Maybe I did. I don't remember. Um, but like, I've, I, I've made friends with some cops out there. And they've traded me, um, patches. You have got to yeah, see the police patches office. out there. Yeah. Oh, well, they're they badass, like, uh, dude. Did they uh, get something special for uh, for the first game? You know, because that was the first game after the Vegas shootings. Did uh, cops get one? Yeah, because I, I know they were honored. They were honored. On that first. I don't know. I, I know. Oh, here. You know Dude, you can really go, and I just got the picture you sent me. 
How cool would it be if you did the crest with the American flag like that and do a special military one or a police officer one? Well, see, here's the and problem with that. The problem, the problem with that is the NA, the when they do the um, the troop jerseys, Adidas uh-huh. just send whatever. Like Adidas just has one jersey. They put everybody's name. But, like, could you imagine, like, the police department in New York trying to put the Yankee logo on a fucking, their police patches? That's nuts. <laughs> that is insane. Uh-huh. Yeah, like, the Vegas, the Vegas strong patch I love. Right. And then the two Metropolitan Police, the MP... MPD ones. Um, I like the fact that they have home and <laughs> they have vocals on there. It's really cool. And cops like wear that shit. Like no, no big deal. <laughs> it's like cool. Um, yeah, I don't. I think the Devils could have a cool third jersey. Oh, they are so dude. And I would do it in black. I would put the skating devil. Like, it's such a no-brainer with the devils. Like, they used to sell in the team store a hat that had... Let me see. Can I find it fast enough? It was a hat. It had a skating devil on it. And it was badass. And I said, and I remember I said to Kenny Danico, I said, there's your third jersey logo. <laughs> Lou's not doing it. Yeah, exactly. As long as Lou's here, it's not happening. Hey, you know, the Rangers should bring back the third jersey with the Liberty. You know, you uh, the players hate that jersey. Did you ever wear the authentic one? Did you ever wear the authentic of that jersey? Yes. You didn't. the The top of the crown didn't scratch your chin. The players really hated that chin. jersey. It was too heavy. That crest was you know, too I, heavy. I guess, well, you could do a reimagination on it, you know, because the way it looked aesthetically was on point. Yeah. If you put that logo on that that the third jersey the third jersey jersey from a couple of years ago, that navy blue one. Mhm. I would I would I would go for that. I also wish they would bring back that jersey because I thought that jersey was really cool. Well, they also had the white uh, liberty that they used for Gretzky. Yeah, I like that jersey. A nice, a nice I like it. You know, I like, you know, the Liberty worked on either one, the dark, the dark blue or the white. Uh, the dark mm-hmm. blue, of course, is probably the one who, you know, that gets more play. But I mm-hmm. I remember seeing, you know, the Gretzky year. You know, they wore a lot that year, I believe, at least like three or four times. <laughs> but uh, I liked the way that looked. Uh, when they did the stadium series 
Yeah, it was okay. Yeah, yeah, that that one was terrible. It was my least favorite one. I wouldn't go as far as to say terrible, but it was my least favorite. Yeah, I, I kind of wish it was the fucking red and green. The Islanders and Rangers Islander both wore something like future. Yeah, the Islander one was hot. The Devils wore just the red one. They weren't in no fucking colors to their shit. <laughs> no. <laughs> hey, if you really think about it, the Rangers didn't wear a white jersey until sixty until fifty one. And take out those two years in the 70s where they wore that Winnipeg Jet-looking fucking thing. Uh, no, those, but, those were but, you know, That was a sign of the time. That was a sign of the time, though. Yeah, but when they brought them back in 03, 04, those were hideous. Yeah. I know, because I have I have one of Barney's. See, yeah, I'm looking at the Islander one, and I liked it. You know, yeah, the big old NY. Look at looking jersey. You know what I hated yeah. with the Islanders when they when they with the fishermen when they put like the Islander logo, the circle logo in there. It was like, all right, go in or out, in or out on these. Right. Yeah. See. Yeah. The, the Ranger one. It was just the New York coming down the, the middle. That's yeah. you know, that's the one that they should have brought back to Liberty. Yeah, you, know, you could have easily got away with that. Oh, for the stadium series? Yeah. Something happened like, with like, that logo. There, like, there's like something the with that. Yeah, no, I agree with – but there's something with that jersey where – I think like Stone pissed off the fucking Natural Liberty people, and they were going to sue him for using the jersey, using the logo. It was something stupid. Oh, yeah, oh and the other Dolan thing was that no, and I don't think it was anything more than like I know Dolan said, "Oh, I wish we could just have our logo on stuff and not the not the Statue of Liberty on everything." Like that's what came. That's what came out of it. He was like, "I'm tired of seeing everything come with the the Statue of Liberty head on it." Like he wanted stuff to have the shield. Okay. And almost everything at market that CCM and, and CCM was making at the time um, had the. Oh, starter on that logo. That's what it was. And they had a deal with the Rangers for like six years to use it. Starter owned it. And it was like they only had a certain amount of time to use that logo. I think it was like 10 years. Right. And when that 10 years is up, Reebok got the deal. And then they were like, then they put out the edge. They're like, we're not making this jersey anymore. 
I knew it was something. It sounds stupid. Because if you remember the original ones, the range, when Starter owned had the jer- Ranger jerseys originally, they were like football jerseys. They were like very right. silky. Um, Can you say that word again? Silky. <laughs> yeah, I, I really do wish. You know what? You're right. I think the Ranger. The, I think the Islanders should have. A Ranger should have put the Statue of Liberty on that. Now, the more I look at it, you know. They had the right colors. Like, I like the silver that was added. You know, that was such yeah. a nice, like, to just waste it on a New York going across the chest, they should have just put Rangers at that point. Yeah. And I know they were technically the away team for both those games. And I guess the away team mm-hmm. should have the state that they come in. But this is a special event. Everybody knows where they're from. You know, they should have mm-hmm. had... Just like, you know, when the when the Yankees and the Red Sox played in, in London, they made the exception. Both of you guys wear your home uniforms. Well, that's because – so I remember when the Yankees first went over to – yeah, but Rangers only for like 10 years wore New York on the jerseys. And not in the first home game after 9-11, they did it too. Right. Hmm. But see that that's, what was I that's saying? my point though. Like you could have Oh like yeah, the thing with London is anytime the Yankees do any of that stuff, um like when they, they went to Japan price. they want them to wear the pinstripes. Right, because that's just, what people want to see. It's iconic, I get it. You know it's, Yeah. Yeah, that's what you want to see and that's cool. Um but like I said, it's just like they allow that to happen, which is great because it First off, the Yankees will never have a home game outside of New York City because they outside lose the Yankee Stadium. You know, right. No, it's because no, it has nothing to do with the gate. Because when you move your home game, you get the gate anyway. Mm-hmm. So, like um, at Yankee Stadium, the Devils are the home team. Right. Whatever the building holds, the Devils get. So if the Devils say they get. 19,000 for a ring. Like, let's say they just, let's just throw out, they get 20,000 for a game. $20,000, 20, whatever their total number would be, let's say it's $2 million, right? And gate, they get $2 million for giving up the home game. Like, let's say with everything, right? On an average, the Devils would make $4 million. They get $4 million from the league. For giving up the home game. Right. The problem is, is the Yankees and the Mets, um, especially, I know the Yankees for a fact have this. And I think the Mets have this in their contract too. They are not allowed to be the home team of a regular season or playoff game outside of Yankee Stadium unless there is, outside their home stadium, unless there are. Extenuating circumstances that causes them not to be. I eat a beam fucking fall. And then, if they do do it, it would trigger something in their lease with the state that would then cause them to have to pony up whatever they owe 
it, it would be uh, breaking beliefs. Because that's why the Yankees had to be the road team. <clears throat> because if you look at it this year, the Cubs and Cardinals are supposed to go to London, right? Right. If you look at the schedule, I believe it was one Cub game, one Cub home game, one one Cardinal home game. And originally, it was supposed to be one Yankee home game, one Red Sox home game. And then the Yankees said to the league, um, we can't do that. So the Red Sox wound up getting like 20 million bucks out of Major League Baseball for those two games. It's why the Giants will never be the home team in London. Some teams just don't want to give up the gate. Some teams contractually with their leases can't give up the gate. Uh-huh. Because I and, – and, like, add in the fact that, like, if the Yankees had to do that, they would also then have to pay, like, the cops and the firemen and the EMTs the home game gate. Like, they would have to pay them, too. Quick break, come back, wrap it up. Or, yep. Jesus, we got 45 minutes. All right. Um, yeah, we'll do this. Every Friday is Black Friday at Walter.com. Help us make cancer a global priority and join the Livestrong movement. Go to Livestrong.org to find out how you can get involved, and together we can change the world and make a difference. Looking for the most dynamic and hardest hitting hockey talk on the air? We'll look no further. Every Wednesday and Sunday night, catch the program with Chris, Rick, and Mike. Listen as they talk hockey, review the craziest trades and rumors, and take calls from the fans to let them join in on the fun. The program, with its non-stop action, takes pride in bringing up-to-the-minute hockey news for you, the hockey fan. So for the hottest opinions on the greatest sport in the world, tune in to the program only on Blog Talk Radio. Hey, this is the lovely Christina Stoffo, model, former WSRU DJ, and New York traffic reporter, and you're listening to What's Brewing. Dude, how cool are we that Christina Stoffo did a bumper for us? My girl. My buddy. Funniest thing, if you listened to her when she was on the show, as opposed to that bumper, you would have thought she was from Brooklyn. Oh, wait, you would find out she's from Brooklyn. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that ain't Christina Stoffo. She's like, yeah, it's me. And I'm like, are you sure? Um, worked at a bar with her, too, uh, for a couple weeks. Um, until she realized it wasn't worth the shit. And I didn't blame her, either. Um, where do we go from here? Baseball starting in a week. Does baseball finish? I have to assume so, man. And once again, you know, I'm not trying to downplay the whole virus thing. However, 
we are talking about a mortality rate of 99.96, of which mm-hmm. that 0.6 is skewed because I, I know I posted on Facebook the other day where they had government officials from the great state of Illinois when asked about how they determine what is a COVID death, their simple explanation is if you have COVID and you die, it will Mm -hmm. be labeled a COVID death where, you know, you could be asymptomatic and that not be the reason for your death, but because you had COVID at the time of your death, it is considered a COVID death. Didn't matter if you were in hospice with a week to live and you had cancer it doesn't yeah. matter if you had a heart attack. It doesn't matter if you were shot by a bullet. Any COVID death, any, any person with COVID in their system when they died was listed as a COVID death. So if you want to argue the, it could be more, it could be less factor, let's just say, say we'll settle at the point, you know, 0.04 just for the hell of it. Mm-hmm. You, got, you got great great odds to... You know, a lot of the people that died were elderly people that were already in a nursing home. Yeah. These are prime athletes. Does that mean that one of them might not might have a bad reaction and die? You can die from anything. You can die from the flu. You can yeah. die from whatever it is. But, you know, it's just hard for me to say. You're going through a season without fans in the, in the stands. You can get through this. The country needs to see us get through this. And for us to get through this, they need to see that you can live from this. EJ LeMahieu, COVID-19, guess what? He joined the team today. He's ready to go. You know, Freddie Freeman, he he actually had a bad bout with COVID. COVID. Um, Like, he got pretty sick. But he'll survive. Yeah. You know, it's Scotty Kingery, too. Yeah, so it's like. This is what I. Here's my thing, though, or this is my thought process. What happens when one guy gets it because they're not doing what they're supposed to be doing? Now infects the whole fucking team. So we're talking about the NBA guy who can't seem to, de- you know, to deal with a quarantine, has to go out and get some hookers, and is uh, motel sick. Yeah, pretty much. Very much. Yeah. Okay. You know, once again, it's like, you know, I was talking. Yeah, I've had this debate with a lot of family recently, and it's like, listen, you know, this. From all that we're seeing with this disease, first off, we're going to probably get more cases come out. You know, let's not even talk about, you know, the testing really isn't 100%. A lot of people are coming up false positive. Well, so that's also, here's the thing that's with the false positives and false negatives, though, right? The problem with, the, with, with those is, is that all the testing that we had, like, if you take an AIDS test today, they've had 35 years to perfect the AIDS test. 
there are very few false positives on an HIV test. There are very right. few false positives on a cancer test. You know, this... We legitimately have how many different um, we're going on the test that have, are are four months old. So you know, and, and if you take the one test and you fail it, and here's the other thing: how many people are fail are testing positive now? And I don't want to get into like the whole like conspiracy theorist tinfoil hat right. shit. Like like some people are doing. Like, I've seen it on Facebook too much. All I'm saying is, because I've heard Donald Fear say this, because he did a great job, I thought, of eloquating it, that if a guy had it, beat it, and they give him the test that checks for the antibodies, and he has it, that's called kicking up a, a positive. He's, you know, he's coming back positive for it. Takes the test in three days. The fucking antibodies aren't there. He keeps it moving. You know, now he's positive. So, my biggest concern is, especially with baseball, why are you letting these guys move about the country? Why are uh, listen, we talking? We talked about this. You know, I think that the one area where baseball dropped the ball big time is that they didn't go into, I don't want to say a bubble, but you need to go into a two localized area. You know, I wouldn't go, I won't go as far as saying a bubble because we, we already see that, you know, I think, uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, you know, if you limit travel, you don't have to eliminate 100%. You know, if you got to go on the bus, you got to go on the bus. You know, it's a lot of teams. It's a lot of players. I get it. But mm-hmm. to, to have them flying or to have them, you know, it's just what they're doing right now and having, on top of that, the umpires and team officials have to travel too. So it's like, why are we having so many people travel and move around? If, are if the umpires flying to... commercial or are they flying private? I'm sure they, they probably negotiated something where they're not flying coach. You know what I'm saying? Um, I don't know. We have to look into that for the official. Or um, do you sit there and say, or do you take umpires and regionalize them? Well, once again, you, you regionalize them. Now you got the you got the bias coming in. You know, I don't like Bryce Harper and I got Bryce Harper four times a week. I think that's one of the reasons why they keep maneuvering the umpires because they don't want to create that bias. So that's hard to say. Um, mm-hmm. You know, so you can't have a New York set of umpires. Uh, you can't have a, a Philadelphia based umpire. Um, no, I'm saying if you had it like it, right. a Midwest, oh, hey, we got East, a uh, West. Four oh four, you're on with what's brewing. Yeah, what's up, y'all? This Naj. What's man, up, guys? Down in Atlanta. Hey. And, uh, what's up? Um, what's up, Naj? From and down here in uh, what would you call it? The Walking Dead. Uh, 
whatever you want to call yeah. it, down here in Georgia. It is what it is. But, I heard but, there's you know, a lot of I, cocaine I, down there. <laughs> I heard the whites do a lot of cocaine down there. Hey, man, I, I couldn't answer any of those questions, and if I could, yeah. I wouldn't. So, you know. I heard, I heard Buckhead's very high on the cocaine with the whites. I wouldn't know anything about that, my man. What's going on? I heard Mackie. Not much. Um, hear McAfee tell that story. What, what you gonna say to uh, Robert De Niro? People are saying I've heard things, but yeah, I don't know, brother. I couldn't tell. I've but, heard McAfee say but, it before. <laughs> McAfee definitely said that. Told that story. Hey man, McAfee probably runs in different circles than me and you do, man. I wouldn't surprise if he could get it anywhere he was. Dude, he said he walked through Buckhead and they were just fucking me like, hey, Pat, you were bumping. He's like, fuck, no. <laughs> uh, if you are going to partake in that type of activity, random so, strangers offering it up for free is probably not the route to go. I'm going to guess no. What? 100%. <laughs> I'm going I'm to walk away from that part. <laughs> I'm gonna step over here. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm good. Like, I've, I've been to Atlanta like twice in my life, and both times I was stuck there in a layover. Yeah, it's a different city, but hey, I'm out here by some ducks right now. I don't know if y'all can hear that in the background. Some ducks Sweet. out here in the park. Yeah, so usually man. the ducks are me fart, ripping farts. So we're good. Hey man, out here getting close to nature. But but look, man, y'all talking about the the. Bias with umpires. The only problem with this is, man, if you keep saying that, you know they're going to try to roll out the robo umpire, man. So you kind of just got to let sleeping dogs lie on this one, bro. Yeah. Well, robo, robo's coming, homie. Robo is not far off. <laughs> robo's looking at them right in the face. You know, I think we talked about it a couple of weeks ago where uh, we were talking about, like, the whole um, one through, well, you were right there, Atlanta versus. Uh, uh, who were they playing? Miami. And the strike zone. Florida. Florida with Levon. Yeah, Florida. And the strike zone was unbelievable for both pitchers. Levon has like three feet off the plate, and Glavin had three <laughs> and a quarter. <laughs> and, uh, I, I don't even know if Levon Hernandez enjoyed that championship afterwards. Like, bro, like, how can you even enjoy that with so much blatant <laughs> cheating going on, man? Yeah, man, really easy. Many, many he wasn't things. in Cuba. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and I think he got paid after that, too. I think, like, yeah. two years later, he got paid. So, you know, I think he's mm. fine with that. He got, a, he got a ring. He got money. You know, he, he's fine. He'll live with, uh, with that. And he then he caught the that, umpires. Yeah, the umpires then he caught that right great in. disease that the NFL is uh, with the I got paid disease. Big time. I don't know if it was that more as uh, he was never good anyway. He was just an innings chewer who got a real, mm-hmm. real, real, real good strike zone in one World Series, and people overestimated who he was. He was never great. Like, no, you know, I at most I would say he was a four, he was a fourth starter at most. His brother was better. Yeah, yeah. He could chew some innings. Had a great, but now, but now. But now this year where innings chewers don't matter and every game means something, the teams who have aces, man, bro, the advantage there is ridiculous for a 60-game fake sample size of a season, bro. 
That is a ridiculous <laughs> advantage. You know, I, I was then, watching the Phil. I was watching the Phillies play a um, inner squad game today on Facebook Live because thank God for Facebook Live. Um, and they were going, you know, let's just say the Marlins come out of the gate and they're, you know, thirty and fifteen or something. They're in the playoffs. Like this mm-hmm. is, like, if you really think about it, like of all the sports. Baseball is going to get the asterisk if somebody that shouldn't win wins. Right. But it, it, it kind of has to, though, because baseball is about the grind, the long season, bears out the numbers to who you truly are. So you can fool people yeah. for half a season or an all-star break, but over a full season, stuff starts to come out. But you give people a 60-game sample size, man, we may see somebody hit 400 who should be in AAA. Like, who knows what could happen, bro? Well, it's, yeah. it's funny because they, what, what they, they did a comparison in the last 20 years of people who's hit 400 in uh, a 60-game sample, you know, from the beginning of the season up to game 60. And it was yeah. only about 11 people that have ever done that. You know, Paul, mm-hmm. I know Paul Neal did it one year. Um, Tony so, Gwynn did it. Rude. Right. Uh, yeah. So, you know, it's like, you, you know where the 60-day really comes into play is when you have somebody that gets hurt. When, when you have that big injury, um, then you'll see teams sink or swim. And you well, may well, have well, a team. Hold on, though. Hold on, though. I, I think we're dismissing that too quick for this reason, though. Think about modern baseball and what people think about arms and resting pitchers and everything else. We're still going to see bullpen games. We're still going to see oh, yeah. uh, teams uh, like, you know what I mean, uh, think about the long-term health of their pitcher so they're not going to, you know, run, run them past six. Like six is going to be that magic number. Six innings will probably be that magic number even if you're rolling. So people are going to get the bat to get some guys, you know. Hey, man, <laughs> we watched baseball for the past couple of years. <laughs> You got 30-man rosters now, so you're going to see, and I agree with you, where you're going to have, I, I'm not going to call them bullpen games, because I, I am going to say they, for the most part, you're going to see a competent starter start a game. Um, mm-hmm. You may get a, a, a hiccup here or there where they bring somebody else in. Like, this is actually a great year for a team that has that's loaded in starters to go with a six-man rotation. This is a mm. great year to do that. Great year. Um I think that would be That's a awesome. good idea. Um, but, you know, it, I had this, this debate with a couple people because um, they were saying, you know, they were saying Mariano Rivera wasn't uh, – shouldn't have been a United Hall of Famer because he was a, relief, a reliever. And I was like, I'm sorry, but the way the game is played today – and listen, I get the fact that he should not have been the first unanimous Hall of Famer. Griffey, Mantle, Ruth. All these guys should have been the first. It should not have been Rivera. However, the importance the of the reliever. Out of the bag. Right. The importance of the reliever right now is you need a strong bullpen to win it to win a World Series. Look, uh, look. If you had somebody with the profile of uh, 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 Rivera right now, <clears throat> and every baseball team could offer him a contract, how high would that bidding war go? Yeah, like the importance oh, of somebody God. who can just say the door is shut, the game is over. Like, come on, man, that's that's 
hugely important. And then just because baseball writers held grudges and were too uh, into themselves for a long time about their vote, don't punish Marnero because we're getting a little more modern now and people are thinking in better ways. Like, we just did stuff stupidly back then. That's all. Well, it's you know what I mean? No, it's two I, things. I two feel things. like I've had this, Eight. like, I feel like I've said this for months. Take away the fucking numbers on how you vote. Mm-hmm. Right? Was the guy your first ballot Hall of Famer? Yeah. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> like, <laughs> there you go. You yeah. know there's going to be a dick who goes in when Peyton Manning goes into the, the Pro Football Hall of Fame and doesn't vote for him. Like, you just know there's well, going to be that guy. What, are we going to kill him for it? No, who gives a shit? First ballot Hall of Famer. Done. That's it. You know, I don't need to he, know he, that he, he was give he me was, a sound bite in 93 at the training camp, so I'm going to hold a grudge and not vote for him. Like, yeah. We, we shouldn't but respect see, these dudes who do stuff like that. See, Look, thing is, that's not true. I respect the guy from from Miami that took away the vote from Jeter. So Jeter wasn't unanimous because of how he treated the scouts of Miami. That guy I want to buy a beer wrong. with. Beer for. That's wrong. But it's wrong. Well, it's great. absolutely wrong. But like I said, is Derek Jeter the greatest shortstop of all time? No. Was he the best shortstop? No. Of Was the he era? the best no. shortstop on, on his team? No. <laughs> that's the question. <laughs> <laughs> but he, he made the other guy move. If the other guy but he was a Hall of Famer, he made a move. Oh yeah. You know, he only <laughs> no. Only Corey made people, a move. Listen, only six people in the history of Major League Baseball had more hits than Derek Jeter. Six. Well, he's just stacking power towards you. No, look, <laughs> no, Derek Jeter is a legit Hall of Famer. He's just not as good yeah. as his profile is. But as far but, as yeah, living like, life. As far as as a man who walks in a room and carries himself in a certain way, hey man, he's that dude. It is what it is. No, he's a douche. Yeah. He's not that dude. He's I mean, a douche. <laughs> no, the I'm New York you, media homie. protected him. Um, I'm with you. <laughs> the New York I, media but, protected you know, him for years. But you know, I, I think you're hitting on, on the right points. And like the one thing, like I think one of the reasons why Mariano was unanimous Hall of Famer is the fact that that's where they first started announcing that we're going to make your, you know, your votes public. So how do you, and you know, I think you have to look every year at who is nominated with you. And if yeah. you can say that, that 10 people, that one of those 10 deserves to be over this person, then you got uh-huh. you got a right to say, okay, you know, I'm not going to vote for him. Or, you know, I, I want to hold off on this one. But what, when he's better than all 10, Numbers, yeah. every everything. You're an idiot. Yeah, and not, 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 yeah, you, you got to vote. And you, you know, Mike. You know, when I talk to people about the Rivera thing, who on that ballot deserves more than him? And they're like, oh, well, he's a failed starter. Well, he only had one year as a starter. He didn't pitch bad that one year. And it wasn't even a full year. He yeah. was half a year, so, and he got hurt, and then they came back to the bullpen, and he realized. Holy shit, we got something. And that was before he came up the color. Like, that was before the color. Hey, he throws one fucking pitch and it goes 95 and it moves and shit. Holy, it's like he's got a video game controller out there. But and, like, and he changed and, roster construction throughout MLB. Like, period. Yep. Like, there's only For so that motherfucker much is, where you try to poke at Mariano. It's like, come on, man. You're, you're, you're really reaching. You're trying to poke at Mariano. 
And Bond, think about it this way. McGuire should be. Like, uh, McGuire, no. Bond, Bonds and Clay, small yeah, head Bonds. I don't care. Bond? Put him in. He deserves to be in. A Rod no, belongs no, no, in. Simmons belongs in. Schilling belongs in. No. Okay. I'm Schilling is a little dicey. I'm gonna give you Bond. I'm gonna give you Clemens. Reason why? Now let's remember, they, Schilling's not in because of his politics. Yes. Nah, he's not in because he's not overwhelming with the politics. If he was overwhelming, he would overcome the politics. But yeah. you can't lay out a case for Schilling with all of the other pitchers who have been great who didn't get it. So you know what I mean? Like Schilling, he's he's like all of Mike, good. Really like Mike Mike is to me. Like Mike Mike is to me, he's all of good. No, he's not. Yeah. yeah. No, he's not. He's Hall of Fame. I agree he with him. The, All good. A, a, <laughs> All good. Bro, he, he Dude, he never won 20 er, games. Steroid era. He won 20 games A-L-E. since last year. Dude, steroid era, ALE, his whole career. He wasn't going against Punch and Judy players. He was going against stack lineups every year. And every year he turned in 15 to 18 wins, you know, a low three ERA, Every Good. single year. That's not you gotta look at it in the context of when they played, man. He was absolutely a top five in, pitcher. But in that case Pettit should AL. be in because Pettit was Pettit was better than him. If Pettit didn't have the stigma of the H C H, he would be right there with Messina. Not first ballot, maybe three, four years. If he didn't have the H C H. He actually yeah, but either way, pedigree. once you start talking about you don't have an overwhelming case and the voters kind of have to rally to your side to get other voters to convince you in there, at that point, you're not one of those dudes. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, you're all good. <laughs> Look, and there's nothing wrong with being a very good player. Like, you look at the Hall of Fame, you look at the all-time greats. Mike Mussina is not an all-time great. I don't. I, granted, he did pitch in the American League East for his entire career, but when you compare in him the, against Clemens and Johnson in the, in the and Pedro, right? But but if you compare him against his his contemporaries, he was never the best pitcher in the game. He was never a top five yeah. pitcher in the game. At the All-Star game, he talked to those guys to ask them what they thought. They didn't ask him what he thought. You know yeah. what I mean? That, hey, that's when he went to the All-Star game. <laughs> right. And, and shout-out to my man John Smoltz, really underrated. As a starter mm-hmm. and as a closer, John Smoltz, one of the best to ever do it. Yeah. I absolutely agree. He never should have played for Boston, about, though. But you think about it. Yeah. Like, you – in Mustina's time frame, in the, what, 20 years he pitched or whatever the hell it was, right? Or 15 years he pitched, whatever the fuck it was. You had also, Smoltz, Glavin. remember, he did, he did leave years on the table. He still could have pitched another two or three years. And those two or three years would have absolutely got to 300 wins. Because he pitched oh, no, I'm not, and 300 I'm not wins disagreeing and, with you. And should get you into a Hall of Fame automatic. Yeah, that's true. Oh, I'm not disagreeing with you. If he if he stays till 2010, and he gets that ring in 2009, 
we're not even having this conversation. I don't think he needs to ring. I think. Oh, I'm saying we're not having a conversation if he has the ring. Right. We're not even. He didn't have the ring. I I don't even care about the ring. If he would have pitched one one more year, he would have got the 15 win, and he would have walked out at 300. Hall of Famer. No, nobody could say anything about it. It's like Does it help to have the rings, of course. Yeah, but like you look at it, like I don't even think he's a top ten pitcher in his generation. In the American League, in the American League, making what it is, dude. Being a being a being a, a Yankee, somewhat Ring of Honor guy, that's enough, man. I don't think we have to push it over because <laughs> Yankees have rolled out some guys over the years. And to say that Mike Mussina is not one of the best of the best of the best, I mean, that's okay. You don't want baseball to become basketball as far as Hall of Fame. Uh, oh, I wish basketball the, was a the little NFL. more strict about how they do things. Yeah, I, I, I just look at it this way. I, I Peter King was asked once, how do you get in the NFL, the Pro Football Hall of Fame? And he said the answer that they give in the room is, can you write the history of – professional football without including X. Could you write the history of baseball without including Mike Messina? Yeah. Be really easy to. Can you write it without Roger Clemens? No. Can you write it without A Rod? No. Can you write it without Bonds? No. That should be Can you write it can you write it without the P D? Yeah. No. Okay. <laughs> okay. That, that, no, you can't because you know and, what? And listen. And listen, I'm okay, and I've been on record saying I'm okay with Bonds and Clemens getting into the Hall of Fame. You know, because when they did Hall it. Hall of Famers before PED. Right. Right. Well, yeah. no, I'm not even saying that. When they did it, I believe it was a level, level playing field. I think a lot of people were doing it. It was a level mm-hmm. playing field, and it was something mm-hmm. that baseball needed. So they used these guys. They used yep. Sosa. They used, then they got holier than now. Exactly. Yep. So with that being said, they played on a level playing field. You need to take their numbers as such. And were they the best when they did it? Clemens won seven Cy Youngs. Bonds won seven yeah. MVPs. The answer is hell yes. Hell yes. Yeah. Now, so like yeah, said, I mean, both MVPs before PEDs. Yeah, yeah. I mean, right. both Hall of Famers before PEDs. Like if we're being honest about Clemens and Bonds. DDs off the table, they're still Hall of Fame. Yeah. So, you know. The only question so I have like I is, like, with A-Rod is, is when did he start doing them? I don't buy 2003. Mm. He admitted I that. Buy, I, think it, I, I don't buy then. I think he was doing it in high school. I believe, I agree, but if he's saying that he Possibly. did it in Texas, and that's what, that's what he admitted. Let's take it off face mm-hmm. value. You did it in Texas, okay. You did it with the Yankees, you got caught. He got caught with the whole biogenesis stuff. He got caught you know, because he, he of the biogenesis a, he, thing. He never got caught. Right. He got caught because of Anthony Bosch as a douchebag. And I wanted the gangster. Caught. He got the right. He he got caught on the paper. Well, let, let, let's look at it. This way. If they put that to a court of law, and the way they found out that he did it, they fucking guy would have walked out. They would have looked at him and laughed. It was just the way no baseball case. did everything. Yeah, there was no case there. 
and, 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 and to be honest, man, let, let, let's let, let, let's be real about this, man. Are PEDs so bad? Would we have been better off if they said, okay, PEDs are legal in baseball. Here's what you can take. Here's what you can't take. That would have been more honest. Because as far as characteristics, incentives, let's talk about it. Let's say a guy uh, could either take these things and make the club or he could not take these things and end up in double A as a bus riding guy who never made it to the show. Like, no, he when people to... present this stuff, they try to make it good and evil, and it's like, man, you put those options in front of most people, especially when you know damn near everybody's taking them, I think most mm-hmm. people would make that choice. I, agree I feel like he's listened to this show before because that's the same thing I say all the time. If you give a guy What's and you fight? tell him, yeah, if you like Melky Cabrera is the best example. You're going to make $750,000 a year or you're going to have generational wealth. Fuck, stick that shit in my ass, my balls, my head, my shoulders, <laughs> wherever. It's yeah, like man. you look at so, like a, I'm not a normal so person. No, and it's not, a one, you know, it's not even a one-year one hit on money. You're getting a contract, and you're going to get paid. Right. As opposed to being a fringe player and riding a Look at Robbie Cano. <laughs> Without steroids, is Robbie Cano one of the best second basements to ever play the game? It's hard to tell because you don't know when he started. Oh, I can tell you when he yeah, started. We, we, we can speculate. <laughs> he was doing that in trend. <laughs> Probably How is not. it that – I got a I, serious question about Cano. How is it that everybody you train with got popped and you didn't? <laughs> you're the choir the slick boy. Dude, okay. Man. Yeah, yeah, you're the slick choir dude. boy. Now give you, it up to him. <laughs> 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 I, I, I there's something that. about being likable, man. There's something about being likable in this world. <laughs> Where people yeah, choose yeah. to roll on other people and not you, man. So, so salute to him, man. And if we think the I NFL mean, is not rampant with PED and things like, like, <laughs> like, come on, man. This stuff is out there. It is what it is. It's nowhere near as bad as people think it is. And if you ever like listen to the interviews from guys from Bosch and guys from uh, what was the one out in California? Oh, um, from uh. Oh, what from uh, Balco. 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 Yeah. yeah. When you, when you hear those guys and really listen to what they're saying about the stuff, it's nowhere near as bad as people make it out to be. Because people make it out to be this thing where me as a regular dude, I can shoot up and then go out there and now I can hit three hundred. It's like no, man. This it, it, it's not that. No, it's, yeah, it's basically it's, like the main benefit is that you can, you know, the recovery recover time is so much right. Right. Uh, it's not right. gonna. It's not gonna help you hit a baseball. You know, like I remember, you, you, I was you, in, um, you need the natural talent for that. Right. I was in St. Louis for a baseball tournament in '98, and we were in this sports store in the mall that we were staying by, and they had this shirt. It was like a no fear one of uh, Mark McGuire, and it said, "Oh, Popeye can wait until after October for his arms back." And I'm going, "That motherfucker isn't eating spinach." But, right. <laughs> From day one, yeah. 
And, and, you know, that, that's but what either I, way, I say, like, that doesn't change back. That doesn't change hand speed. That doesn't change the eye, your ability to identify pitching, and everything else Mark McGuire could do. Like, that's the add-on, but let's not act like you could just find a big dude and give him that, and then he's Mark McGuire. Like, man, McGuire hit look at his It's a rookie. <laughs> yeah, look at, look <laughs> at John Zaha. He was a – look at, like, guy, like John Jaha. He's a big motherfucker, yeah, because he's on juice. King Caminiti, yeah, he's a big guy. He was on juice. Right. Bagwell and, was a string bean. Ball. All of a sudden, he's fucking, he's the Hulk. But none of them were Mark McGuire. You know what I'm saying? No. No, no but I'm curious. Shout out to Brady Anderson. <laughs> yeah, Brady, 50 home. My, my team averaged nine home runs a season, jumped up to 51. Brady's that dude who cheated on the test and got everything right. And you were looking at him like, yo, we're cheating, bro. Don't get everything. Miss a couple. Something like <laughs> It's okay to miss a fastball once in a while. Bro, he looked embarrassed at the end of that year hitting home runs. I'm sorry. <laughs> I am a player, and I just crushed a lot. <laughs> The best thing about Brady Anderson before that 50 home run season was his his uh, sideburns. That was it. He, he was a, he caught the ball and had, and had the Luke Perry sideburns. Yeah, that was all that that Brady Anderson was about. Yeah, that was his life. He was like on a 90210. Right. Well, look at Louis Gonzalez. Look at Luis Gonzalez. Yeah. You telling me he didn't do it? Okay. A whole lot of power in those little forearms, man. Yeah. They grew exponentially real quick. It was all about launch angle. Long right. angle. It was hey, all about let's angle. say this though. Let's say this though. Baseball probably has the best chance to actually finish a season. Uh the NFL is kind of talking their book right now. They're being real ambitious mm-hmm. about how they're going to play a full season and practices and all this other stuff. And the NBA, with this crazy bubble idea, why do we think the NBA and the NFL are going to make it through a season? Because it I sure as bubble. hell doesn't look like it. I love the you bubble. You know, I, I look at it great. this way, and, and I think baseball and hockey have the best chances because they're both sports where – you do a lot, like you have, it, it's a lot longer of a process to get there. You know, like they actually have minor league systems and not college. Um, but, well, so, I worry about hockey because of preparation, though. You got so much gear to sanitize. You got to get the ice right. You got to get all these things right. You got everybody rubbing up against each other. I worry about them, too. Y'all remember the Cleveland Browns story where they had that staff infection? For yeah. damn near a year in that locker room. Think about mm-hmm. hockey equipment. The guys who have to sanitize that every night. All the teams. Nobody can make a mistake. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I, I put hockey in that same realm just because of that. NFL. The amount of equipment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Well, that, that's why I think basketball, it's the easiest one to control. I think, first off, we're not doing a huge schedule. You know, in reality, how many games is the first team? And then the playoffs, you know, once you're eliminated, you're out. 
you know, get out, get the hell out of Disney, get out of the Motel Six. You know, so it's going to be more contracted the longer it goes. So I think it's, I think basketball has the best chance of finishing a season. I think hockey's number two. Um, I believe uh, baseball will be fine. Um, like I was talking with George earlier, I'm not trying to downplay this virus, but it's a 99.9 point, you know, 9.6, you know, mortality rate. You're going to, these people are going to live. Yeah. May, may, you may sit down die? for contract negotiations and they say you have decreased lung capacity and we can't give you a max. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> it all sounds good. It should have happened. I, I tell Amen. you, I, I, I I have friends that know a guy who's one of the dancers on Dancing with the Stars. He's had this fucking thing for three months. He's still fucked up. And that's a professional athlete. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I, 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 I still think they all should have just waited until January. 86 the baseball season, 86 the rest of them. Give the Bruins the damn Stanley Cup. Give whoever the, the Bucks the Larry O'Brien Trophy. Keep it moving. Start up in January. That, that's what my because, mind says. But the gambler, the gambler in me wants these games to happen so I can bet on. Them. But I, I'm with you. Though. Yeah. Yeah, I just want to you see know, some I, normalcy come back to the world. You know, I, I want to see You know, I, I, I'm sorry. I, I, I'm done watching the Ocho. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, I tell you this, oh, dude, I, I dude, think we we have, we haven't even hit the tough part yet because we're still watching stuff that they recorded before all of this hit and right up until yeah. it hit. At a certain moment, yep. we're going to get to the point to where all the studio stopped, nobody recorded, and we're watching old stuff, flipping through Netflix trying to find something to watch. That moment is coming soon too, so I think that's why every league is is rushing to try to make this happen. Let I me heard tell you, I, I, coming coming out with. Uh, Quarter pitching, you know. I downloaded that Pluto TV app. I love watching old shit. I legitimately watching yeah. fucking. I've been watching Fail Army and America's Funniest Home Videos the whole time we've been doing the show. Dude, I've been rocking the A Team man on Tubi. I love the A Team. Mm. <laughs> I, I I watched like twenty something hours of ridiculousness over the weekend. <laughs> I'm okay with that. Yeah, you see, you you see the levels we've been pushed to. That's what you're saying right now. Stretch that out. I'm not gonna lie. I, I'd watch ridiculousness I'm, every time I it's on see because the it... end of billion. I'm pissed off about billion <laughs> ending, like mid season. Yeah. Dude, we're saying this stuff now, but I don't know what we're gonna say in a couple of months. I think we'll be happy to get any sports on TV, bro. And I think they hey, see the ratings bonanza, so that's why they're rushing. I tell you, NASCAR's seen it. Yep. NASCAR's gotten NASCAR got helped by this. Golf, on yeah. the other hand, sucks without a crowd. Yeah, I'm curious to see what the numbers are going to come out um, with the fans because I think they had twenty thousand uh, the other day, right? Yeah. yeah so I'm curious yeah. to see how that. If Tiger uh, stays in contention this weekend, who knows what happens with golf? Like that could get yeah. crazy as far as numbers. That's you know they always need that they always need Tiger, you know Tiger's like Tiger's God for them. 
Yeah, but you more know, now than ever. Yeah. <laughs> if mm-hmm. he pulls off a big weekend, my God, they're going to do a number. Right, he doesn't even have to well, look at, get, get me this Sunday. Get, get me this Sunday well, I mean, and have some type of charge. Look at the ratings of the Masters last year. I don't know anybody who wasn't watching Sunday last year. Yeah. Good stuff. You know, look at the match with him and Mickelson and Brady and Manning. That did better ratings than anything else. And I think Manning needs his own TV show on primetime television. (laughs) Manning needs to be there. Yeah. Yeah, Manning learned from Michael Jordan. Uh, He didn't take one of these high-up executive jobs where an owner could fire him. And he's waiting, biding his time to where he can get a group together and get a piece of the team, a real slice of the team, which could happen. But, yeah, salute to Manning, man. He, he's kind of understanding the game. Like, he's not going out like Mike when Mike works for the Wizards and your boy got the fire him. Manning is not going yeah. anybody do that to him. Well, you know, I think a lot of people saw that. And that was a disgrace, what they did to Jordan. Yeah, you know, so – I think that that's well, it's one of those DC sports. Where... Do you expect anything different? <laughs> hey, now, what do you think of this whole? What did you think no, of this whole Redskins thing? I know. Oh, your boy's vulnerable, man. Uh, he's made a lot of mistakes outside. Hey, don't of call him my boy. I can't stand and... that guy. Yeah, he's an <laughs> right. asshole. And, and it looks like <laughs> it looks like the minority the minority owners feel like it's you know a simple corporate takeover. But they're like, okay, this guy's vulnerable. Let's attack him. He's backing down. Yep. He's making concessions. Who knows if it'll be enough? But honestly, they should have changed the name a long time ago. I don't even know why there's pushback on this. It's like, dude, I grew up a St. John's fan. When they changed the name from the Redmen, you know what we did? We bought new hats and we bought new starter jackets and we kept it moving. Like, not a big yeah. deal, man. Like, who well, care about that stuff, Red, man? <laughs> Red Storm is better than Red Men. You know, so. <laughs> honestly. Yeah, yeah, it's it's not like it's just a core you know, logo. Exactly. Right. You know, you're not going to go from the you know and you know George and I we talked about this earlier. You know, the Redskin logo was actually designed by the president of the National American you know the, you know Native American Association back in '71. This is something that they did with deep respect. This wasn't something that they said, "Hey, I don't like that that those people over there. Let's make fun of them." They actually did it out of yeah, respect. Yeah, look, look, man, George Preston Marshall was a certain kind of dude, man. When he signed his first okay. back player at the presser, he said, let the band play Dixie. Like, he had a certain <laughs> idea about other folks, like, period. That's why he had the name. And if you want to look up, like, newspapers from the 1800s, you'll see, man, there were bounties for people to what? Bring in a head, keep a little bit of red skin on it to prove it was a Native American, and you could get paid. So, like, the, the, the name, is, I mean, it's a slur, man. There's, there's no reason for them to have that name in this day and age, man. Yeah. It, it's, I don't you know. know it's just I, like, I don't know why people are so attached to it. I don't care. Well, me personally, yeah, it's like, I, it's like I, Canucks is derogatory towards Canadians. But they yeah. don't care because they're Canadian. Yeah. You know, the thing, I, when I you own my, the team, it's like fighting Irish. If some other group owned the Northern team and was the fighting Irish, yeah, you'd have a problem. But that's Irish people who came up with that. That's their thing. Yeah. It's not an issue. But, you know, it's like, should we ban Lucky Charms because it offends the Irish? It doesn't offend no, us. We know delicious. there's fucking rainbows. Yeah. 
<laughs> they're magically fucking delicious. Those marshmallows are awesome. <laughs> I, I just, yeah. But either you way, know, I, 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 I like this. When when the money starts talking, I don't care what corporation you are, you have to start listening yeah. because there's this. You want That's some of everybody's right money. You do not want a sector of society who decides they're not going to spend money with you, period. So when the money starts talking, man, things have to change. And when you say Lucky Charms and things like that, who knows? They probably will change something in the future. It won't mean anything. They probably will. You see uh, Uncle Ben and all these other companies? They're not doing that because they're good people. They're doing that because they're because of their bottom line. Why would you yeah. have a corporation to where everything could be running smoothly, and then all of a sudden you could have an eruption that tanks your your value overnight? Like who the hell would sign up for that? But okay, so with Aunt Jemima, it's like you know, I know some things are a little off in terms of how much she made. Um, for her first name, but it's Miss Green, I think was Green was her last name. You know, she, yeah, she was, was one depicted. of them. There were, there were multiple. Right. There were like three of them. Yeah, right, there were three of them. them. Right, she she was one of the main ones, and it's like they did this in honor. It wasn't to flash or slur a, a race, and like what she stood for. And you know, here we are in, in today's world. I don't want to get too political. Yeah, I'm but, sorry. But is it that it's you like, stood for, though? That's what I'm saying. Like, sensibilities change over time, and you kind of have to kind of yeah. update with the times. It's not that big of a deal. Like, in her time, that was a really big thing to people, the mammy trope. Like, that was a good way to sell items back then. Today, not mm-hmm. so much. So as a corporation, you make a decision and say, this is not in our best interest to continue going forward like this. Let's dump that change it up and keep it moving and get this money. Like, corporate entities aren't having heart-to-heart sessions and uh, catch-me uh, group group chats and shit. Like, dude, they're, they're getting their money together and they're trying to take away any vulnerabilities that could hurt them in the future, man. That's cold-calculated, you know, harsh reality of money. Like, Well, if this is them doing it on their own, I could say that. But just caving because somebody says, you know, I think Aunt Jemima was racist without understanding and looking into her history. I think that's, that's where it's wrong to say, Hey, listen, she is not racist. This is what she stood for. This is what we honor. If they would have now, okay. say let's, that. Let's, let's stop right there. Now you notice mm-hmm. I didn't say anything about pre- uh, presenting a side, but notice what you just said. They would make an argument that this, that, 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 once you're making an argument, what are you doing? You're trying to convince a certain portion of the population that what you're doing is all right. Most okay. corporations would say at that point you're losing because why would you need to convince people as opposed to playing it straight down the middle and getting some of everybody's money? Uh, because it's we, like we this. live in a I tell, world where I, I, tell, I tell folks, look, if I started a team and named them after Louis Farrakhan, guess what? MLB is not letting me in. You know why? No. Because that's a stupid idea that's going to piss off a lot of people who would not spend money with that team with Louis Farrakhan as the mascot. It's, mm-hmm. like, it's, it's just bad business. Right, but that's where you start. That's your starting point. You know, and like, like I said, you know, I, I, I'm a firm believer in no matter what you do, there's always going to be 
people pissed off. At, I named my team the New York Lucky Charms. I, I'm Irish. I'm not Irish, but I'm just saying I'm Irish just for the sake of it. I'm doing it for my redheaded, uh, you know, stepchild, my gingers. And it's like, this is why I named it. This is what we're doing. And let's say 75% of the world agrees with me. But then we're ca- you're caving and you're changing your – and you're kind of catering to the 25%. You know, and that's yeah, why, but like, see, think about the language you use, catering, caving, as opposed to what? Expanding your market reach. If you have mm-hmm. that Lucky Charms thing and you're not getting 25% of that money and the Dallas Cowboys, who have this name that doesn't piss off anybody, are getting that mm-hmm. full revenue – what are you doing as a business? Okay, so I make the change. I make the change to a piece of 25%, and I lose 30%. Yeah, I don't, I don't you know, think that actually you're happens, old, man. Like, when like you look you, at you St. Always, John's and some of these other teams who've changed their stuff, they right. didn't lose it. And, and if the data oh, told they, teams they, they that they changing teams. actually <laughs> did lose it, then you wouldn't see teams change. You know, I just think, you see and, what I mean? listen, I, yeah, I, I get it. You know, I am a minority. I grew up in the inner city. And, you know, I just think that there's too much of a I'm a victim kind of mentality. Like, I was I was wronged here, and you need to change this. But, okay, but what, you know, I'm more about let's have a conversation. Let's see what's going on. And, listen, if we have a conversation – and we hear both sides, and then, hey, you know what? You're right, or we can make a compromise. I think that's great. But for me to say, you know, I just don't want to piss off these people, and I'm just going to change it because I don't want I don't want to piss off people. You know, I, I kind of think that we need more conversations in the world. Not oh, Okay, but, but, you but know, ask you yourself talk- this. What, what makes more sense as a board member for you to have a name that doesn't, incite that controversy where you have to have a conversation or the one where you're trying to convince people of stuff and you have to do a whole bunch of public relations to try to get things in the way that you want them. You see what I'm saying? Like, I hear what you're yeah. saying. I'm just saying as a corporate entity, I don't think people think in those terms because what you're saying is bleeding money doesn't matter. So the corporate board should sit there as you have the conversation to convince people of something and lose money while that's happening, and you're saying, well, it's going to turn around. They just need to hear what I have to say. How many people are going to no, sign up for that? You're 100% right. Listen, money talks, bullshit walks. And if that's the way I came off, yeah, I'm going to apologize for that because I absolutely believe what you just said. No need for uh, apologies and disagreement, bro. No, 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 no bro. I'm, I'm, I'm just saying, no. Like, I'm just saying, like, I, actually, I agree with you 100% about the, the, the money and the bullshit. Uh, my point is, you know, if I had this name for X amount of years, right? You know, it's been in, we'll take the Redskins. It's been there for seventy plus years. Um, it's been backed by Native Americans. Backed but, by some yeah, and advocated somebody, by others. You see, yeah. you, like you got to say that part because that's the only reason right. this matters is because there's a contingent well, who's against it. Yeah, and it, it it's just like everything else. It's a vocal minority because they're. It's like you know people are like, oh, how come right. Florida State doesn't have to change it? Because the Seminoles are like, fuck you. 
you're not doing that to us, and we'll just well, build another casino. You have casino. to look up the Florida State relationship with the Seminole Nation down there in Florida. They have a really oh, no, tight I know what relationship. That's a totally yeah. different thing. Yeah, totally. Yeah, different no, that's that. That's the thing. It's okay, just but, like the. Uh, and and when the sorry, NCAA. And when the NCAA wanted fight? to make them change it, or they mm-hmm. made like they... North Dakota change it, the Sioux Nation was okay, was fine with it, but North Dakota just said, well, fuck it, we'll change it. Florida State, on the other hand, said, no, we're good. The Seminole, Seminole Nation gives a lot of money to this school. We're good. Yeah, yeah but let's say they got, a, they got 10... a real good relationship, so it's different. Right. Let's say 10% of that Seminole Nation, 10% of that nation is offended by the Seminole. Do you change Seminole? I think you can find 10% of that nation that is offended by it to this day. But the majority of Seminole Nation down there in Florida, they see it as a place of honor. They see it as respect, and they have a right. good relationship with Florida State. So yeah. it has George, and in the fact probably won't. George said the, the magic and, and word. I don't know if you heard it. He said the vocal minority is the ones that are pushing yeah, a lot of see, narrative. This, this, is, this is like social media stuff where people say the vocal minority is so powerful. Yeah. Think about how long the anti-Redskins activists have been at this. They've been at this for like 30 yeah, years. It's like so. This yeah. is just now changing now. So that vocal minority, I don't know how much power they actually have. On social media, mm-hmm. they may be able to swarm you and win arguments, but in the real world, man, that don't really translate yeah. too much. You know? No, and, and and that's the thing too with them, and it was, you know, you really look at this whole Mexican thing, just like the Indians thing with Chief Wahoo. They were forced by Major League Baseball to get rid of Chief Wahoo to get the All Star game. Yep. Yeah. You know, it, it, it's, it's like the talk. Braves. This is a bad idea. Yeah. Yeah, we had Chief Nakahoma. <laughs> it's like, look, bro, y'all gotta get that. <laughs> <laughs> you know. <laughs> and it's and the Braves and that, chop that was brought up here by Dion from Florida State. That's the yep, only yeah. reason we got the chop down there. Yep. You I know. Listen. Yeah, you know, I totally believe in change. I I believe in the world evolving, but sometimes it's like, and you kind of said it before. It's like pick your battles. Is it worth this? Is it worth that? Um. If you're a corporation, you lose the money. Absolutely, uh, a lot of things you know is built on money. But as a, as a person, as a person that that's seen a lot of things in my life, there's so many other things to be offended by. Yeah, and but again, that doesn't matter. Stones, you know? If you're a shareholder, you don't care about that. Like somebody can tell you all day about their integrity and they want to hold on to what they believe in and all of that, and you like, dude, what's the stock price? Ain't nobody trying to hear. You know what I'm saying? And no, to yeah, that yeah. point, we're, we're, we're all men of a certain age on this phone. Corporations are looking at what? 25 and Money. under kids who are concerned about sourcing as far as where their food comes from, what corporations advertise with who and what and when and where. Like kids look at things in a totally different way than we did. They're looking at that generation. They're not looking at us and, and – you know, some of the things that we believe, like, oh, this team should do this. Man, they don't care about that. They're looking at the young earners who, over the next 40 years of their life, they're going to be doing business with. Right. And their they're concerns looking for, are, right. are things like this, you know? The Gen Z, those kids, 
the Gen Xers and millennials, guess what, uh, people out there? Your words don't mean as much. When you turn on the, the radio and you hear music that sounds like trash to you, guess what? You're getting old. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Amen. it does sound like, God damn, I do, I'm going to feel old. Because it does sound like trash. Yeah, me too. Nothing's original. When fucking Old Town Road is the biggest fucking single in the history of mankind. Right. Now you know 2020 is what it is. <laughs> right. Right. And then, but, but then you think about it. These kids got three or four apps on their phone that they subscribe to and pay monthly to. Uh, the brands that they invest in, they stick with. Like, if a kid wears Vans, he's buying Vans all throughout his wardrobe. If he has yeah. Netflix and, you know, <laughs> whatever other thing he pays for. Month. Man, that's who they're concerned with. They're not worried about us old parents folks. Pay. Yeah. His parents pay that still. Well. <laughs> well, that's like, you know, like... I, I was so pissed when Nike got rid of their golf stuff that I went out and bought a shitload of golf balls. Then I found out that Bridgestone makes it, so I'm like, oh, I could still buy Nike balls. Just, right. They don't have swooshes on them. They have fucking bees. <laughs> no big deal. <laughs> that's crazy that Tiger falling off got Nike out of the golf business. Like, that's crazy. They're, they're, you know what I think the problem with Nike was? When they, rest, they restructured everything. All their sports equipment was made for them by somebody else. And they were basically keeping some of like when they were doing the hockey stuff. When they bought Bauer, Bauer was making all their shit. When they realized that they were the only thing keeping Bauer afloat, they were like, fuck this, we don't need this anymore. Taylor Made finally said, you're not making your clubs anymore. <laughs> you know, like... It's rough out here. Yeah. You know, and and the thing, like, like you said, with everything, it's... You know, the generation below me, like I'm 38, the gener- the two generations behind me, they don't buy stuff. They rent stuff. They don't buy cars. Yeah. They take Ubers everywhere. They, they, they fucking Uber Eats everything. And when it they did, like, they lease it. Yeah. And then, like, when you look at, like, when they go on vacation right now, nobody is paying money to take their fucking golf clubs with them. Unless, like, you're a fucking diamond flyer. So when you go to a golf course, you rent them. They're renting golf clubs. Right. If they play. You know, I I have a set. I put, I go down to Florida probably once a year and play four or five rounds. I have a set at my buddy's house in Florida. I have my set here that I play. They're two different makes. But I'm not paying $60 each way to bring my fucking golf clubs. Fuck no! <laughs> I brought them down. I left them there. All right. The only thing I bring down with me are my sh- or shoes, and I stop at Walmart and buy a dozen balls, or you know, a couple dozen balls. That's it. I'm good. Yeah. So, so, so let's take a let's take a second and think about our parents and our grandparents, who, when we were coming of age, uh, punk rock is moving, heavy metal is moving. Hip hop is emerging. The world is yep. crazy as hell to them too. Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? 
These are the ways of things, man. Change, change, Bro, change. The first it always time I played, I played Tupac in front of my mom, she beat the shit out of me. <laughs> right. I brought home fucking the fucking Fuji's first album. My mom was like, "Nope, not in my house." I'm like, why? One of my favorite albums. Custom. <laughs> one of mine too. And you play. I wasn't that arguing. Album. It could be played on top forty. Like you could play that in a fucking uh, old Navy store. Like the Fuji's <laughs> is not the most aggressive stuff to hear. It's good music, no. But to yeah. them. It sounded like something crazy. So, same thing with us, man. We kind of just got to realize, man, the world is changing, and you kind of just got to keep moving and adapt. That's that's just what it is. Yeah. And it's more All of, of us the fact grew that up like, without the internet. <laughs> oh my god! I don't know what we did without it. And then every Christmas, like you know, and then every Christmas comes, and I go, man, I miss that J.C. Penney's catalog. Or the Sears catalog. <laughs> I don't right, right. you're circling yeah. the hell out of stuff. Right. So shit. Remember the fucking circling big toy book? You knew you wasn't going to get. <laughs> Remember the, the big toy book at fucking Jace, at the Toys R Us put out every year? Yep. Yes. You couldn't wait for that fucking. That was the only reason you bought the Sunday paper. Ah, right, the big toy book's coming out this week. Let's go. <laughs> right, so you've been there circling the hell out of stuff, hoping that you got a few other things. And that yeah. was reality, man. <laughs> or you got that, or you got the pennies catalog, and you were praying that you got the fucking you know, uh, champion football jersey, and not the Rawlings one. Right. <laughs> you wanted the one with the name on it, not the one without the name on the back. Yeah, I remember those days. What was it? What one eight hundred Pro Team? Remember that place in Starstruck, the cap app, the the ad company. That place yep. you ordered yeah, so every, if, had every dude. Baseball right. Weekly had the best fucking places. <laughs> so there, yeah, how so great! I got the new... we, we're in the same age range, man. So we yeah. grew up in an era where TV went off. At a certain point yeah. in the night, you were watching something. The show ended, and they played Star Star Spangled Banner, and that was it. TV was off. <laughs> wow, you remember yeah. that? And, wow. <laughs> and then as you got older. You you just hope that your parents weren't going to hear the TV because you only had one in the house, the cable, and all you were sitting there hoping was your parents didn't wake up when you were watching the Howard Stern show. Right. And if they did wake right. up, you were hoping he was doing an interview with somebody, and it wasn't Sidney Margot was getting fucking what, having mayonnaise spread on her ass and having bologna be thrown at it. <laughs> and you show that to a kid now, he watch for five seconds and then flip it because what? He's got porn up. He's seen things. Yeah. That's nothing to him. Yeah. Exactly. You remember try, trying to watch, uh, like, porn through uh, through those Waverly lines? I think I see it. Bro, you know. I, <laughs> right. A, a kid, a, dude, a kid I went to high school with, or grammar school with, one of them, he used to fucking record it on a VCR. And then play with the tracking on the t- on the on the tape, and you could actually see it fucking clear. I was like, "You got way Man. too much fucking time on your hands to figure this shit out." <laughs> Just went over to my house. <laughs> <laughs> then we were like, "Wait, you don't have the illegal box? Fuck you! We're not coming." <laughs> that was a big deal, man. 
magazines, all that stuff, man. Hell, newspapers to a certain extent. All the shit we yeah. talk about on sports on these shows like this, dude, we was getting a newspaper reading box scores, hoping to get a yep. couple of articles. Yeah, my favorite thing was looking at the box scores. I love every every week, you know, you take, take a look at, especially the Sunday, I love the Sunday paper because they had the expanded uh, uh, stat leaders. Right. So, it, you know, I got the comics, I got the expanded sports. I'll, I'll be a happy guy. Every Sunday, I'll, I went to the store for my father. I'm like, I'm going to go get the paper, Dad. I got you. Right. I'll pay for it on my own. <laughs> a dollar. Dr. Daily News. You couldn't get that information anywhere else. So you had it in front of you and you were looking at it and, you know, kind of enjoying it. Now, let's just click on the phone. So it's, it's totally different, man. Dude, I remember. Oh, yeah, I got like it. No, sorry. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, man, i got to run, man. But, damn, it was good talking with you boys, man. Uh, salute to y'all for the show. I'm definitely going to be calling in more. Uh, good show, man. Thanks, no, bro. It's been fun, man. Thank you so much. Yes, sir. Hi, right, Chuck. Hi, man. All right, nice. All right. Man, I was going to say, I remember, like, when I found out about, um, was it sportspages.com? And it was like a list of every sports cha- sports page that was on the internet at the time in like the late nineties. Holy crap, man! Did it make my life a lot easier? Dude, I look, you know, like even right now, Baseball Reference. I love jumping on it. Yeah. You know, like the greatest thing in the world. Sportspages.com is still running. So, no. Nope, not the same. What was the other one? Was it Sporting News or what? What was the other one that was the big one? Sporting News was big. Baseball Weekly was big. Baseball Weekly was the shit. You know, I love This Week in Baseball. Yep. That was my favorite show. They need to bring that back. It's never going to be the same. That's okay. It doesn't have to be the same. Like we were talking with Nas, you can evolve. Yeah, I'm okay with with evolving. Yeah. No, see, like, no, because those shows today, I, they've all these networks have tried it. It's not. It's like when the Yes Network did Yankees on Deck. They tried to do it as this week in baseball. It's just it's not going to work because everybody's seen all the highlights already. Right. Like, remember when the NHL did cool shots? Yes. That'll never work again. Because anytime anything happens today, within 10 seconds, it's on fucking YouTube. I don't know. God damn, it's soft dirty. All right. Well, I do have an update for you. Breaking sure. news. Mm-hmm. Mike Trout has dropped in his 2020 simulated staff. He's down to 278. Oh, wow. With 28 home runs and 51 RBIs. Hmm. Um, Poor the guy. Chiefs are telling players camps ago with QBs and rookies to report for COVID-19 testing on Monday. 
There's no agreement on outstanding issues between the NFL and the PA, but team has right under CBA to tell players to report. So there's that. Say that, say that one again. So they have the right to say it, but they. There's no, there's nothing. Basically every league's trying to get health and safety and a deal cut right. with that. But because there's an extent, there's an, a CBA, players still have to report. Right. And that's from Tom Pelissero and Ian Rappaport. All right. It was fun. I go back to work on Monday, so we'll figure out what we're going to do going forward. Well, how we're going to do back it going to the forward. Workforce. Yeah, sure. We'll figure it out. Yeah. Uh, the cinnamon challenge. That <laughs> dude just fucking coughed cinnamon all over this chick. <laughs> Why was that like thing? So, what were they doing? Were they snorting it, or were they just like eating it? Taking like tablespoon tablespoons of cinnamon. Why was that a thing? Well, why is uh, why was the Tide Pod the thing? Because kids are stupid. People are stupid. Yeah. Well, people are yeah. stupid. Yeah. Why do you need to ask that question? That question has to be the worst question I've ever heard you ask. This is true. No, you I know, just want to know how you, it became a thing. I didn't ask why it became a thing. How? Like, what moron put that online and was like, this is a good idea? You'd be surprised. Yeah, that's true. Uh, all right, well, yeah, let me know. Um, as of right now, I... I'm open to times for next week, so just let me know what works, and uh, we'll work it out. All right, we'll figure it out. All right, kids. I know there. I know Friday nights are going to go like forward because I'm going to work before that show starts. So, but we'll figure it out. All right, bud. Bye, kids. All right.